Herzlich willkommen zu unserer Radiosendung At The Net. Eine weitere Folge von At The Net Podcast wird Ihnen präsentiert von Texmax Produktion. Unsere Produzenten D-Mac und Dave The Brain drehen heute die Drehknöpfe nur für uns. Begrüßen Sie mit mir unsere heutigen Moderatoren, Craig Bell und AJ Jabria, die uns heute durch fünf Themen begleiten. Von Tennis zu Trends außerhalb des Tennisplatzes. Und vielleicht teilen Sie sogar ein paar Tipps und Tricks zum Thema Leben. Sehr geehrte Damen und Herren, Craig und AJ. Thanks to our Ethernet Podcast Girl for that fabulous introduction. And welcome fans of the great game. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 11 of At The Net Podcast with AJ Chabria, a.k.a. AJC, and CB1, a.k.a. Craig Bell, who are talking the great game of tennis as it seems to us. As it seems to us, and we seems. are happy to be here. CB1, have yes. you had a great weekend? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Good. Also want to give a shout-out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions, Darian D. Mac McBrayer and Dave the Brain DeLeo from Back of the House. Who are on the soundboards, moving the dials and buttons to make us sound like real people. We're real people, aren't we, right now? We are real people. And while we're shouting out our producers, they, um, of course, mixed in our Athenet podcast girl. They're also mixing in some drums, bass, and guitar stylings from Trey Rock Music. And shout out to Trey Rock, huh? Shout out. He's, he does, he's a successful rapper on SoundCloud. And, of course, we didn't need a lot of lyrics in our intro, but I love that guitar riff and... Uh, I especially enjoyed being in the studio for the drums and the bass and the, all the layering of those tracks. It came out came out kind of cool. So Trey Rock's like three rocks. There was 30 rock up in, in Rockefeller Center in New York, so he's only got three. But he's got a little far, a little way to go before he gets to, to be 30 rock, right? It's true. It's, it, it's him times 10. But, you know, when he's on the guitar, it goes to 11. Oh, okay. It, it really is. Okay. So I, okay, I, he's I, getting I'm, there. I'm no, uh, okay. I, I have no doubts. Yeah. Okay. Also, be sure to check out our good work on SoundCloud, Fireside, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all the important communication sites that you kids find popular. And if you're a female, sorry guys, and you'd like to read the opening intro for our Athenet podcast and be an Athenet girl, who wouldn't want to be an Athenet girl, AJC? We do have a little bit of a lineup right now, yeah. Yeah, let us know as we are always looking for new female voices to do the intro, even in a foreign language We might add. Ooh la la, right? We've done a little check in Russian and all. Yeah, so yeah, we'll do some more. Well, so, so you're doing well today, right? You bet. Yeah, it's been a great weekend. We, I know the tennis world is still, would you say, reeling or buzzing from those finals? I think it's always like a withdrawal. You know, I feel it. I, I get Grand Slam withdrawal. I, I love I watching do. two weeks, like the U.S. Open, nighttime tennis. I like the Australian Open because I like to stay up late. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wimbledon's yeah, okay. you're a night owl. You yes. like the Australian Open. I'm a morning guy, and that's the other reason I like the Australian Open, too, because I'll yes. get up at five and, and watch the fifth set of something. Uh, and, of course, French and Wimbledon I love, too, because I, I like to watch. You know, I'm more, more of a morning guy, so I like to watch in the morning. So... All the slams, I feel like I hit the ball a bit better. I hit the ball a little bit more. I definitely feel the withdrawal at the end. But I tell you, it's most severe in September because, you know, after the Australian, you have a lot of tennis, and the French Open seems to be only two, three months away. Right. After, yep. the, after the French, of course, Wimbledon, boom, grass, you know. After Wimbledon, yeah, a few hard court, a month or two. But after the U.S. Open... There's just a lot of Asian swing, some great indoor events, Davis Cup final, of course, Labor Cup coming, coming up. up. Yeah. Yep. Um, there is the year-end championships, the WTA one and the ATP one from London. 
And you know, I think I mentioned Davis Cup final. In other words, it's a solid four months till the Australian Open. You know, I like all those things I just mentioned. It's 120 but, ooh, days. They're, they're not a slam. You know, right. it's a solid four months. No, two yeah. weeks. I'm getting two weeks for strolls. You know, I'm just kind of absolutely just like a. Uh, I hate to use the the uh, term alcoholic yeah, or a drug addict withdrawal. Kind of, yeah. Just get get going into withdrawals. We're going through tennis viewing I, withdrawals. I feel it. The good news is I got to crack a few today on the courts. I did a little fitness. Crack too. a few cold ones, or is that no? Crack a few, tennis, few meaning meaning ten, tennis, tennis balls. balls okay, of course, yeah, not, not cold ones. No, right? no, no, and then uh, uh, maybe on a weekend. But um, yeah, the withdrawal is strong because. You get to read so much now, which maybe wasn't the case when we were, you know, young players or college players or whatever. Um, like I remember having to sort of wait for results in the paper, or I can't wait to read read what Gene Scott says in yes. Tennis Week. I love and Gene now, Scott. Oh, boom, yeah. Twitter, you know, whatever, all the social media, all the uh, all the uh, let's call them quasi journalistic sites. Everybody has some cool pictures, or they've paid for it, or they sent a guy and he took pictures. It's just excellent. Yes, uh, uh, it's instantaneous. When we used to wait, you know, three, four weeks yeah. before Tennis Week would come out, yeah. or Tennis Magazine, World Tennis, you'd rush, you know, to the mailbox, and all of a sudden you get your magazine, you start oh, yeah. reading all that stuff yeah. cover to cover. Now it's yeah, it's old news within thirty minutes. It's true. I I I, I do want to say that because of the uh, immediacy and excellent coverage these days, maybe they don't dig as deep as some of the articles we used to read, but it eases my Grand Slam withdrawal just a little bit. No, I, I, I think it's cool. I mean, yeah. I, I, we're, we're social media, obviously. Yeah, we're on it. On it, but at the it. same time, it can be too much, but at the same time, I still like the access to information. I've always been a, a journalistic guy at heart. I did mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Racket News back in the 80s. Yeah. I, we did a little little rag, uh, did kind of a tennis kind of deal, because I wanted to learn about the scores of all the college tournaments going yeah. on so i had interest in that that's why i started that thing up back it was about i think we did about eight uh newspapers uh-huh. uh, oklahoma city racket news shout out to brian schoonmaker the schoon he's around here in the Carrollton area he and i uh did, did oklahoma city racket news and we uh, printed it up uh at his uh, father's uh newspaper he was a newspaper guy out in sentinel oklahoma uh-huh. out by weatherford clinton out in western oklahoma yeah. drive is that out west there. of yukon even yeah it's west oh yeah, yeah. it's way out there it's almost yeah. to, to uh the texas border. So it's Sentinel, little small town, about a couple thousand people. They had the Sentinel News, and so we'd go out there, and I'd work on the uh, the paper, and we'd put it on a little board, and we'd take it back to the Edmund Evening Sun, and they'd print it off That's for us. Great. Yeah, it was fun, fun stuff. But anyway, so I've always had that journalistic. Yeah, you and you're yeah. still a great writer. You 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 do that newsletter. It's just so good, yep. well written and, and entertaining. Thank, thank you. Tennis yeah. News you can almost use. It was out as of yes yesterday. So if yeah. anybody's listening and would like a copy, hit me up at cbell thirteen sixty at aol dot com. Happy to uh, shoot you. A copy of uh, the latest and greatest uh, tennis news uh, uh, you can almost use. You can almost use it. You can I almost. use it pretty much every month, buddy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, let's get on to our uh, our five sets tonight. Let's We've got a great uh, lineup of uh, sets and segments. Our first uh, set we always start off with uh, is Story Behind the Story, Birthdays. This is sponsored by Dry Socks, our good buddy D- Don Crucius. And, we call him Big Soxy. And Reggie Young. Reggie Young. Good buddy. That's yeah, right. They run yeah. that company and yes they have a great product yeah yep. so 
type in the name DRI-SOXX for uh, check out their good work uh, online. Dry socks, they'll keep your, your feet happy. Uh, they also got some cool wristbands and headbands, all sorts of stuff. So Excellent wristbands, yeah. yeah. I haven't tried the towel, but that's a really great product, too. I've, I've felt it and seen it. Yes, very very nice stuff. A uh, couple, of, couple of birthdays of note uh, this week. Uh, we're, we're here on... September 9th of 2019. Uh, September 9th is the birthday of Andrea Pekovic. Pekovic. Yeah, German. Uh, I guess originally from uh, former Yugoslavia. And uh, she's known, of course, for her fitness and her tennis. But let's be honest, man. She's known for the Petco dance. Right, the Petco. <laughs> Born in 1987. So 87. Yes, today, actually, 1987. So that would make her, what, 32 years of age? Yeah. Not very old. Then on the 13th, another uh, Euro that uh, won a Wimbledon just by serving, what, 58 aces in a match. That would be Goran Ivanisevic oh. or something, didn't they? Uh, they slowed the courts down and the balls in order so uh, nobody could serve that many aces. One year, he just it's literally... It's true. It's funny. He and Pat Rafter served many aces, a lot of serving and volleying, and a high-quality five-set Monday final. And something like 13, 14 weeks later, they ripped up the court. And, uh, we, we ain't and, doing this no more. And that next version of the grass yielded Grand Slam, uh, Wimbledon finalists uh, Leighton Hewitt over David Nalbandian. And I remember the stat that, of course, both two-handers, both um, baseliners, both counterpunchers, um, the grand total of serve and volley plays on, if you count second serves and first serve, was zero. Right. Yeah. And it's because they made the grass so hardy, so good, a bit slower, a bit longer. And the balls I, maybe. I understand just, the balls changed too. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I'm always one of those guys who gets a case or two or three of Slazenger's every. You know, late May, early June, mm-hmm. four Wimbledon. Really cool. I like those cans. The tins, so the tins. The tin, and it's four instead. Of, I yeah. love it. Yeah, I like that that, that high visibility yellow. High it's vis. a different. Yeah. It's a different felt color. It's it's very very British. It's British. It's awesome. It's uh, seriously. I think they are easier to see at night. And it's a hearty. It's a tough. It's kind of a glow in the dark ball. Yeah. yeah. So if the lights went out at Wimbledon, which you know they, they really don't uh, go they out. Don't even yeah. go evening. Yeah. yeah. Other than just in, in the room. Roof, right, yeah. you could see them. You, you, you could get they're kind of like glow in the dark golf. You know, you could you could have uh, you know some, some uh, glow in the dark tennis if you wanted to. But yes. those tennis balls are actually good fuzz. They last a long time. Yeah, the felt is is incredible. It's, it's from lambs or or sheep in the west of England somewhere, and they're just the best wool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm one of these snobs. I, I really prefer the spin you get off a pretty hardy ball. Uh, they're, yeah. they're very nice. Like a Slaz or a Dunlop, yeah. Yep. So yeah. so go out there and buy you some Slazinger balls, everybody. Yeah, I know they're not always easy to get, but when you have a connection, mm-hmm. when you have a dealer, you know, when you have a connection, you take advantage of it. Right. <laughs> Well, let's let's uh, talk about uh, birth. Uh, we talked about birthdays. Let's go to the a couple of stories today that happened on September 9th. First off, uh, Arthur Ashe. You know Arthur Ashe, don't you? You've, the best. You've, you've heard of him. The best. So, so I don't he, mind telling you, he's the like security question on a lot of my, um, <laughs> you know, on those on those things like oh, childhood hero or whatever. Art, Art yeah, Ashe. He's, huh? he's on that. Did list you for Did sure. you ever have an Arthur Ashe competition racket? Did you ever own one of those? My dad used it. Uh, I mean, there the, were the, bl- six the black or and seven. silver or the tan and the, the tan was. The second version, yes, if I correct. recall, yes. the first version was just silver the black, black the silver black, very dark brown, sort of that sandwich. Yes, that was a 
just a butt kicking racket. That was a very. I had powerful, one of those until the glue came yeah. off, and then they oh. gave me the second version. <laughs> and it starts rattling. Yeah, so I never played with it. I played with wood as a little one, but my dad had, you know, five or six of those, and that was a. a oh, it was a big a racket. Great man, a yeah. great racket, and his presence. I know he's from Richmond. Uh, for a time, he lived in New York, uh, but. His presence was all over the world and a, a beloved figure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this this actually goes along with that. So in 1968, yeah. uh, September 9th, Arthur Ashe, an amateur, he was an amateur at the yeah. time, and lieutenant in the U.S. Army. Both, you know, he shouldn't have been there. I guess he got a furlough from uh, the <laughs> Army to, to be able to, to go play. A two-weeker. That's a two not weaker, bad. That's yeah. it, yeah. Wins the U.S. Open to become the first black man to win a major singles title, defeating the Netherlands Tom Ocker. The Flying Dutchman. That yes. guy had a massive forehand. Oh, I not the Netherlands. That's right. The, from, he's from uh, uh, the Dutchman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he's from Holland. Holland. Yeah, there we go. Netherlands. God, yeah. I had a brain cramp. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the Netherlands, but, but, well, but from Holland. It's close. Well, they're Holland close. is in the Netherlands. Yeah, they're yeah, kind of yeah. both, right. It's, uh, it's close by. Holland is like a region within. It would be like saying the Midwest is in America. So right. Kind of similar. Kind of right. similar. But then sometimes right. people yeah. get kind of antsy about Netherlands and Holland kind of deal. But anyway. Anyway, oh, yeah. Tom Ocker, yeah. the Flying Dutchman. Yes, that's yeah. right. In the final 14, 12, 5, 7, 6, 3, 3, 6, and 6, 3. 6, 3. The tournament is the first of the open era. That's the first of the open era right there in 1968. Open to professionals and amateurs and ashes and amateurs eligible to collect the $14,000. Wow, $14,000. You don't even get that. You know, you get more than that in the first <laughs> round right now. You get uh, 58000 yeah, 58 grand. Yeah. So. Close to quadruple. So winning the back in 1960, he got 14,000 first prize and is given a. So he couldn't accept. He couldn't accept that. So he couldn't. So he, he had to turn it down. He was an am. He was yeah. an am. They gave him twenty dollars per day for fourteen days as a per diem. So Excellent. so was that two hundred and forty dollars, something like that? Two eighty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something. Fourteen days, that's right. twenty, right? Two eighty. Oh yeah, two eighty. I was thinking yeah, twelve days. Yeah. So so he gets two hundred and eighty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the finest player in the land. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course, there were some. The pros were allowed to play, so yeah. th- that was the year pros were allowed to play. Rod yes. Laver, I, yes. I guess, did not. I guess he it, didn't play it. I don't know why. And he won it in famously 69. in '69, which yeah, that's we, correct. We may get to. Uh, while Ocker is awarded, now this is kind of interesting. So yeah. he gets the first place prize, even though he comes in second. That's so how does that work? That's so does he get great. first and second? You know, but would he give him? Would they give him first and? Second? He just said, uh, "Is not eligible to collect the fourteen thousand yeah. first prize." Ashen is given a twenty dollars per day per diem. Uh-huh. While Ocker, the Flying Dutchman, is awarded the first prize paycheck. So does he get first and second? I would think uh, they simply pocket the second place and they're generous. Which one do you want? Gave, yeah. <laughs> And he picked the first. He did the right thing. Well, he's pretty smart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Anderson of the New York Times calls Ashes win the most notable achievement made in in the sport by a Negro male athlete. Ash fires 26 aces in two hours and 40 in the two hour and 40 minute final. That's probably played on grass at the time, I would imagine. Definite grass and, and four uh, steals. And Ash was a solid six foot one, one and a half, maybe six two. But he probably weighed about serve. thirty, wasn't he? But yeah. about thirty, sopping yeah. wet, maybe. Skinny yeah. tall guy with a beautiful serve. Yeah. And those glasses too, man. Those glasses, they were awesome. I had a pair of glasses like that too. And I never saw him in that era. I, I wasn't even born in '68 yet, but uh, you know, I, I saw more of the cool glasses and the the the, fro. Know, the, the larger fro, and he was wearing. Um, uh, Lecoq Sportif and some cool stuff. But back then, he wore all white. It was a Fred Perry shirt. It was more the military. It was high and tight. Hair. Yeah, high, high and tight, tight. kind of hair. <laughs> and like you said, it was those issue, sort of government issue glasses, glasses right. which are 
you know, it's very popular now to have those glasses. Oh, it is, yeah. 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 Ford rim kind of... Oh, yeah. all the hipsters have, all the cool kids <laughs> have those, yeah. All right, well, also in 1979, here, oh, the yeah. same day, September 9th. Yep, 10, or 11 years later. Yep. Johnny Mac defeats his buddy, uh, the Lithuanian Lion, ah. Vitas Gerolitis, seven five six three six three in the All New Yorker U.S. Open Men's Singles Final. Well, you think they, do you think they had fun afterwards? I'm sure they had a great time after, maybe even before. And I, I remember driving to tournaments up there, like at Port Washington or anywhere in Long Island, and you'd you'd see road signs occasionally that would say, "Okay, Kings Point," and that's where. This Lithuanian family is from Kings Point, New York. It's like on the North Shore, not that far from the part of Queens that John is from. So when people say, "Ah, oh, they're both New Yorkers," all they're not just New Yorkers. They they grew up, I would say, eight minutes without traffic from each other. Really? And here they are playing in in the final. This is first uh, yeah. or uh, John's first Slam final. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Also, Tracy Austin at the age of sixteen years eight months and 28 days becomes the youngest U.S. Open women's singles champion ending Chrissy Everett's 31 match win streak at the U.S. Open with a wow she beat her in straight sets 4-3 you know I I I don't remember that match exactly but I'm impressed straight sets well you weren't even born how do you well no 79 I was 10 I was a tennis guy at that point I was fully all in young AJC was was there AJC uh, was your dad taking you down to Forest Hills at that point we went in the 70s when it was grass we went in the 70s when it was clay and this was of course uh, 79 was at the 78 on was at the new venue the current Flushing Meadow so I was all over it, and I don't remember the women's match, unfortunately. I do remember about two years later the women's match. I, I was definitely excited to see uh, Tracy Austin, who had won it before, against Martina Navratilova. And that was, I'll never forget the scoreline. Martina won the first set 6-1, then lost 7-6, 7-6. And those yep. two, like, they work near each other now at the Tennis Channel. They do. So it's just one of those strange scores that are, to me, it's unforgettable. One six seven six seven six. The tiny little sixteen, seventeen year old kid grinder baseliner must have hit, I don't know, forty, forty five passing shots past this amazing veteran lefty, intimidating, you know, five eight and a half tall uh, or tallish serving volume. So that was of yeah. course later. I'm getting a little off topic, but back That's to right. that seventy nine final. Yeah. That was a neat thing for uh, not just two Americans to be in a slam final because that was going to happen more, and that ha- had happened in the past. In other words, there was no drought of American champs like we're experiencing a little bit now, or uh, more than a little bit now. But I thought it was just wild that eight minutes apart, these guys grew up and trained, and they practiced together. And I'll tell you, um, my dad was a teaching pro, and we did some sometimes, sort of like a month ago, we had our USPTA conference here, little conferences or little like the nascence of NJTL, which Arthur Ashe was really behind. Little things like that. I'll never forget one at Iona College. I don't remember what year it was, but McEnroe was there helping. Vetus was there helping. Arthur Ashe was there helping teach little mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. The, the, um, and Barry McKay. Barry McKay, the announcer, yes. And I, Tournament I, organizer I, and good player. And I didn't really, I mean, I was a little kid, so I didn't really know... I, I knew these, these guys were, were amazing. There I'd was no seen, inter, internet, Wikipedia. Yeah, there's yeah. no that. Yeah, and Barry McKay, I'd, I'd heard that name through my dad. Arthur Ashe, everybody knew, of course. Um, Mac was like a guy who who 
I think, had been to semis of Wimbledon and played at Stanford, and he was the best player at Port Washington. You cannot be serious! Oh, yeah. And Venus, <laughs> Venus was famous already because okay, he was in the Australian final, or he won a, a 70-something Australian Open and all that. So I, I, I was in the presence of these hey, characters. Hey, he the great, uh, nobody beats Venus Gerolitis 20 17 times. 17 times in a row. That's it. Oh, <laughs> so lives to regret it or something. What, whatever. Was it Connors or like something? Jimmy beat him 16 in a row. <laughs> Venus got him in the Masters at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> That's it. You know, 20 minutes from his own home. And he's like, let that be a lesson That's to it. all of you. <laughs> nobody beats Venus Gerolitis 17 times in a row. <laughs> One of the classic Excellent tennis line. statements. Oh, yeah. And that's the sense of humor of the guy. And, okay, I, I was talking about this anyway. Iona College. Yes. Uh, uh, n- nobody did it for press, I don't think. I mean, I think it was just organic. You didn't, oh, you didn't see any Arthur and Barry. Yeah, there's none of that. No photographers. I mean, there were photographers, but uh, I don't think there are many. And it's one of those things Vetus probably spent... Twelve or fifteen hundred bucks, getting some wood rackets made up that said Vetus Gerolitis Foundation Start, on it. Started handing them out. Gave them to all these little kids. I unfortunately wasn't one of them. I didn't get one. Uh, Did I you mean, cry? I wasn't in the little clinic. Little AJ cry. I, little AJ was the the son of a guy helping, and I didn't get a racket. And it didn't matter. I was just you're happy to be there. I'm picking up balls. I'm whatever. Well, uh, fast forward uh, forty years, and you look on eBay, and those Vetus Gerolitis rackets. Wow. For the NJTL. Don't tell, don't tell me. You want to guess? Yeah. Uh, $2,000. Three. Three. Three grand. Wow. For a wood racket that's not even premium wood, painted black to kind of resemble a Donne Borg or a Bancroft yes. Borg. Yeah. And, uh, Three grand. Yeah. Impressive. That, that is impressive. Yeah. There's just not that many in the world. And if I recall, they were sort of shortened, small. Yeah, for light, kids. Yeah. For, for 10-year-olds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, sorry for the tangents, everybody, yeah, but no, that, that was that's story behind the story behind the story. Behind the story. Yeah. As Paul Harvey says, now you know the rest of the story. The rest. <laughs> Paul Harvey, news and comments. Good day. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the uh, second set. Now that we've got, uh, we're behind uh, the story and, yeah. and birthdays. This sponsored. This is sponsored by the Vantaggio Boys. Oh, I love Vantaggio. That. Love those guys. Love the wristbands and the clothes. Cool. Right. Yeah. Cool Check out uh, VantaggioTennis.com, I believe. Yeah, and, like and their Instagram is Vantaggio.Tennis. I believe that's your Twitter. V a n t a g g i o. Yeah, it means uh, advantage in Italian. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. my advantage. Yeah, yeah. like uh, avantage in French, being advantage. So, and, and in tennis shoes, I put Vantaggio. You know. <laughs> So I was kind of playing fun with uh, yeah. F-A-N, fun, yeah. fan, fun, fan. Yeah, the next yeah. time something's fantastic, you'll be like, yeah. oh, that's, ah, that's fantastic. Fantasio. It's Fantagio. Yeah. It's Fantagio. All right. All right, let's get to our U.S. Open recap. Second set. Second set. This is our second set. So let's talk about the women's uh, recap. I thought it was a really nice event. Uh, uh, we definitely had a, uh, un, I would say, a relatively unknown come across uh from the border and stole the title from us. The Man. the Canadian wonder kind, you know, Bianca Andrescu, yeah. who I can barely pronounce her name, so I'm yeah, kind of unstable. So you're, yeah, you're, I, I didn't pick on, her. You're on thin ice. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows, I think, if you listen to the podcast, if I can't say their name, then yeah. I don't I don't. Uh, That's them, one of our friends. little inside jokes, and, and it's kind of becoming real. So Bianca Andrescu uh, didn't qualify for the U.S. Open last year. Had a great run in Auckland, uh, had a couple good results, and then pretty much out of nowhere won Indian Wells. And if it it wasn't for that tremendous win in Indian Wells, you know, would we really know how to pronounce her name? You know, we'd hardly know this kid. And uh, Canadian Open in Toronto, 
She did great. She went all the way to the final and and was up a set and a break with Serena. Serena had some back problems and had to quit the match, and it was an emotional, really sweet moment. They shared not just a handshake, but a hug and a, a talk about Coke and a smile. Yeah, yeah, co- yeah, yeah. Have a Coke. <laughs> Yeah. Did, did her mom not look like Jackie Kennedy in sunglasses up there? She's I mean, I was got, like, yeah, she's <laughs> I was like, some... come on, Bianca's mom, whatever your name is, Miss Andrescu, <laughs> yeah. come on, let's, let's, uh, you know, let's, yeah. let's, kind of, I wouldn't say up the wardrobe, but yeah, wearing sunglasses at a night match, yeah. I'm kind of like, Mama was not toning it down for, uh, <laughs> she knew the cameras were hanging. Oh, man, I was sitting there yeah. laughing. I was like, okay, come on, <laughs> you know, let's, let's, uh, dad looked normal. I mean, dad, he, he had, you could see his eyes, and yeah. the mom, I don't know if she was drunk. You know, hi, you know, or just glad to be there. Or maybe she's a rock star because, you know, rock stars always wear sunglasses on stage. Now, I can get that because the lights get in their eyes. Yeah, and so yeah. You, yeah. You, have a, you need to dim the lights a little bit in, in order when you're singing on stage, I would yeah. imagine, if you're yeah. playing in a band. But there was no yeah. bands around. I didn't hear any music. But it was it definitely it was a fashion. Yeah. looked like a Jackie O moment. Kinda. It was. And you mentioned she looked, is she drunk? Is she high? There's got to be a natural high when your kid comes out of nowhere and and, and breaks into the top 15 in the world all of a sudden from Indian Wells and now she won the Canadian Open. Yes, uh, you know it, it, I, I know it's, it's one Wells, of the nine. Canadian Open. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the nine outside the slams, so it's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's not really the fifth slam, but it, you know, Canadian Open, Italian Open, Miami, Indian Wells, Monte Carlo. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. So, but it's and not it's the in U.S. Our home Open. country. And then, boom, boom, U.S. Open final, definite shot. Like, let's be honest, very few people said, oh, Serena's going to win two and two. Not that many. I mean, it, it was always, yeah, we think Serena's favorite or serves amazing, and the occasion may be too big for the kid. You know, I see Serena winning in a close match. I don't know a lot of people who felt Serena was going to route this kid. Well, I mean, because Serena, if I'm looking at my research here, from yeah. from the round of 16 quarters and semifinals, hadn't dropped a set. Yeah. So now she, she was she's, marching. she's rolling. She's, she's marching. She looked like she was determined. Rolling. She looked like she was in it to win it. She she looked like she was moving better than she did at Wimbledon. She looked a little she lighter. She looked a little lighter yeah. in the loafers. You yeah. Know, maybe. yeah. <laughs> she was, uh, maybe she wasn't wearing loafers, but that cat suit was not fitting quite as, uh, uh, it's still... There was a smaller cat suit. Yeah. Like she wore the cat suit at night a couple of times. Moving, 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 well moving better. Yes, and uh, and attacking really well. It was, it was Is that a Nike cat that. suit that you could sell at Lakewood? You think? I don't know. <laughs> We're getting off topic there. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, retail. We'll, we'll get back to tennis togs one day, but right now, right. no. No, no, no. no. But uh, congratulations to the Canadian uh, Bianca, Bianca. Andreescu, brilliant kid, yes. gutsy player. I think we hit see the, more. Hit the ball as big as Serena and move. She knocked her off better. the court. You know, yeah. of the four finals that Serena's played, the two in uh, 2018, 2019 uh-huh. and two in 2018, you know, uh, Bianca was as big a hitter like Naomi Osaka I last agree. year. I agree. You know, they were both big hitters. Then you had Kerber. Kerber, and more of a defensive stylist. Yeah. Wimbledon in 2018. Yeah. That was kind of surprising that, that she beat, I think, Serena at Wimbledon. I thought yeah. that Serena would have won that match. And then Halep also, too. Simona Halep. Halep was tactical and amazing passing shots. Uh, really good returns to neutralizing kind of the, the huge serves. So the, Serena 0 for 4 in the last four Grand Slams and hadn't even won a set. She was down 5 right. 1. All straight setters. All straight setters. I mean, out of uh, four matches lost in straight sets. Hey, this one almost went three. I really thought it was going to. I think the crowd wanted yeah. it to go. Th- I know I they, did. They were, they were pulling yeah. for her, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, it, but it was just still a good good event. And if you look at. Uh, 
some other people who did well. Yeah. Uh, Benchik played really well. Vekic, uh, Mertens, they were all in the quarters. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, just a little applause for Mertens. Uh, you said quarters of the singles. Yes. Champion of the doubles. That's right. That's, That's not right. bad. Right. We'll That's talk about that here. Yeah, sorry. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to that. But yeah, you're getting yeah, a preview I'm right pretty there. Pretty happy about yeah. Burns. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. She played really well. You, know, you feel good for her. Benchy gets to the semis uh, against Andrescu. And excellent player. Excellent yeah. girl. And six and five. She lost six and, and five. She had a chance to make that a three she did. setter. She, she was really absolutely in did. control in the second set. You know, in Serena's half of the draw, you've got Svitolina. Uh, Gael Monfils squeeze, you know. That, she is uh, famous for that. <laughs> and, and she is now famous for getting to the yeah. quarters Semi- and semis of yeah. a lot of slams. Yeah, she's, she's a very nice player. Yeah. Uh, Joe Connor, the, uh, uh, is, is she British or is she from uh, she is, English? She is Croatian originally. Yeah. She grew up in Australia as a kid and moved to England and became a very, very good tennis player. Yeah. yeah. So she, she had a nice show in quarters. Uh, and you've got... Uh, uh, Wang Chung, you know, getting to oh. the uh, Q Wang. Q did not. I thought she was going to return Serena's serve. No, it was something like six one six one. It was it was over. Even I think this podcast has lasted longer yeah. than, than <laughs> the match. match. <laughs> and we're in at twenty eight minutes at the moment. So oh, no. Q Q uh, Wang Chung did. Yeah, she she. Uh, everybody have fun tonight. I'm know? a fan. I think she's a great name and a cool yeah. player yeah and i really thought her return of serve would make some dents nope yeah. none yeah yeah uh i would make another joke to, to a ted nugent song but i'm not going to say that so <laughs> okay. this is a family podcast <laughs> with with wang in the name so. yeah we don't want uh yeah. we don't want a lot of like we don't want our producers having to hit that beep button or fart button yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, right just, we'll keep it quiet let's go over the men's draw real let's fast let's go right? men's singles men's singles wow Wow, what a match was that! Was that one for the ages? Is that a classic? Would you? Because I mean, every here lately there have been a lot of classic matches. All of a sudden, two in a row, five setters. Yes, that probably could have gone either way. Wimbledon final, and now this one. Yeah. Yes, uh, Daniil Medvedev. Medvedev is a star. He is everything we all all thought Nick Kyrgios would be. Another this kid's doing it. Another wonderkind as well. You know, another yes. young guy that uh, just came really the last. Six months, you know, yeah. has come in, into his own. I mean, he really hasn't. He, he's he's been around, but he's not. Uh, there's another Medvedev that I always think. Oh of, yeah, you know, Andre Medvedev. Medvedev yeah, right. yeah, yeah, Ukrainian Russian. Yeah, um, this kid has a personality, and I know not everybody likes him, but all of a sudden. He's gained a lot of fans. He kind of warmed up there at the end of his, his acceptance speech. You know, I appreciate that. You know, I think he 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 won over the fans. You know, because he was definitely oh yeah uh, third round. He was giving them the finger. finger. <laughs> he was uh, he was like a, very sarcastically, very obviously thanking them because you know without your energy, I wouldn't have made it through this match. Yeah, he was not. You, he right. was yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So the kid the kid turned heel second and third rounds, and all of a sudden he. He's a good guy. He's beloved. And let's talk about the tennis. Yes. Not just because he's tall. That kid moves well. He's really good off balance, which a lot of tall guys may not be. He's really strong for a very, very skinny guy. Like, he's pulled outside the alley, and he's ripping backhands up the line like Rafa. And this kid is just uh, gutsy. I love it. 
the only match that really had easy was his first round. Everything oh, yeah. else was like a five-set match. I mean, he was playing some tennis. You know, yes. in the seven matches that he played, the first round you know, he won fairly easily. Yeah. Let me let me see uh, in the draw right here. Uh, yeah. he, he beat a guy. Oh, he beat one of my countrymen. Oh. He, he beat one of my oh, countrymen. Oh, Prajnesh uh, Gunaswaran. Yeah, so we did yep. not like that over there. That was he, he's not going to be welcome over in India. Many, he cannot come to New Delhi. A couple billion fans rooting against Aj- Aj- him not there. Uh, yeah. He he went on to. I, I want to talk about the Stan one, but who else did he get before Stan? Uh, he he beat uh, Delian. Uh, oh, uh, Hugo, Hugo Delian, the Bolivian Hugo. guy. Yes, he beat him in, in four sets. Yep. Then he beat uh, Fernando Lopez. Uh, Feliciano. Feliciano Fernando. Lopez, the lefty. Yes, that was a blast that was a nice to match too. Because Feliciano, that guy's a blast to watch. The way the way he comes in, the slice, the the. Uh, Tremendous serve, and he transitions really well. It's a good, good player. Round of 16, he beat the German Dominique Kofar. Yeah, Kepfer. Kepfer. I saw Kepfer? Kofer, yeah, Kepfer? I think Kepfer is... is and I didn't a, like him a, anyway. I can't yeah, pronounce his pronounce name. It, yeah. yeah, I can't pronounce his name. You can't like him. Yeah. He is uh, He's a physical little beast. He's about 5'10 or 11. He's really strong. I remember when he beat uh, a, a young American here in Dallas. He beat Evan King. It was a solid match, if I recall. It was something like seven five, seven six, very close. About an hour and a half indoors, and right after the match, you stretch out and all that. This kid was hitting it. I mean, not just the bike. He was hitting weights. He was he was having a, an actual workout before his cool down after a live match. Yeah, here in Dallas. This kid's a beast. That was right here in Dallas in January. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, Medvedev played Stan the Man, uh, which is a really nice match as well. That was a four-setter. Was probably one of my favorite matches of the week. Yeah. And then he played Baby Fed and uh, had a good match with Baby Fed. You know, so he was... Uh, yeah, that, he, was a, that was a straight setter. That was yes, a, a rare yeah. straight setter. 6-4-3. Six, yeah. six, yeah. But Baby Fed had a chance. He was 7-5 in the, in, the, in the breaker. And then he had the Classic in the final with uh, one Rafael Nadal, who is one... Slammy away from yeah the goat. equaling the, the, the goat. twenty of Roger Federer. Yes, do you think so? Do you think Rafa makes twenty? I think I, 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 I think do. he can. I think he surpassed. I think Roger I is is kind of like Serena, who's got the yips. You know, yeah. I, I think you mean in finals or in, yeah, well, in pressure. Uh, he's getting. Yeah. He's get. I mean, he, he had. It was set up for him to get get to to the finals. I thought he could have easily yeah. uh, gotten to the finals. Lost to uh, Baby Fed. Lost to yeah. his his. Uh, yeah, sorry, Gregor. I know you don't yeah. like being called Baby Fed, yeah. but uh, everybody knows you as Baby Fed. You were about to say his uh, his Baby Fed, his doppelganger now, yeah. his tribute band. Yes. If we can say that, yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Little Kings. <laughs> I was. Uh, I, I loved seeing Gregor play so well. Uh, I was rooting for him a little later too, but it's kind of sad because Roger did release uh, or, or mention it in the presser that. Uh, his back wasn't really that bad, and if he had gotten through that match, he would have had two days rest, and he he felt like, yeah, and I was going to be ready to go. Yeah. Sad. Sorry, Roger. Sad, Roger. Bah. Sorry, buddy. Yep. Too Here, bad. Here, here's your 500000 and go home. Yeah. Well. Nah, he, I don't think he's worried about the money. He wants that title. Yeah. yeah I think he's yeah, more, the money, yeah. more interested in the title. Yeah, so congratulations to the King of Clay, El Toro. Rafael Nadal. Rafa, did you have a great event, I think, didn't you? Oh, I'm uh, very, 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 very happy to come to New York. I very much enjoy the city. I like the the heat and the humidity. I enjoy to work hard. Uh, I saw you were wearing your, your sleeveless shirts again. 
Well, it's, uh, you know, it's very humid. I'm doing a lot of sweating, and uh, the headband can only do so much. And uh, No capri pants? No, I went very, very short. I'm going four inches on the inseam. It's, uh, it's, quite, uh, it's quite short. You're going to look for the 70s look, kind of with, with the wife beater shirt, right? <laughs> you're, going for the, you're going to get a tattoo next? Do you have any tattoos coming you know, on the arms? Uh, yeah. No. You know, I, uh, El Toro, maybe the, the bull, or man, maybe... Uh, I will uh, see what my fiancé says. You know, Uncle Tony, maybe, maybe... He is not a tattoo man. He's no. not? No? no. Okay. Carlos, I think Carlos Moya, your coach, maybe might have one. Carlos Moya has a couple. It's a very tribal look, and I'm not uh, not interested. No. Nothing with Mallorca or no, Mom on it or no, Madre. No. Yeah, no, it's, it's too too much painful. You know, I, I uh, avoid those. Yeah. Well, you played really well. I thought. I, I enjoyed the suffer. I enjoyed New York, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, th- thank you very much. No, it's been now you're been looking great forward two to weeks. you're looking forward to the Labor Cup, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I get to be uh, teammates with Roger, you know. It's, uh, it's going to be the best, no? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, are you going to play doubles with uh, the two kings, the king and the king of clay? Uh, you know, whatever Bjorn says, whatever Roger says, I will I will do it. You'll support I'm, the team in any way yeah, you can? I'm nowhere near the level of tennis, and I will, uh, you know, just play with aggression, play with intensity, uh, line up my water bottles. Uh, is what I do, you know. Did you play well the three phases of the game? <laughs> Uh, offense, defense, and uh, what? How you say? Special teams. teams special yeah. teams. You just see, you see. did you did good in special team see. play. I think Always. you know there's those intangibles. I think special teams might be intangible. The intangibles that you brought you know to the game right there. I think you you capitalize on the points that were short. Maybe uh, I was reading a, an article by Craig O'Shaughnessy. Oh, yeah. our buddy from Austin. I don't know. Do you know yeah. Craig O'Shaughnessy? Know him well, but from back when he lived here in Dallas. No, yeah. Rafa. Do you know him? Oh, does Rafa? Know him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard of him. I know he uh, he worked for Novak. He worked yes. for Berrettini. Yes. So I I don't. But you, I, but I you have be, not... you've beaten both of those guys with him in that that corner yeah. right there. So maybe yeah. his stats. But he said that whoever controls the points who last four shots or less is going to win the match, and you controlled the four shot or less points, and that was what he said was the victory. Ah, analytics. Uh, I, all I know is uh, when Daniel hits big, I suffer. I work hard. I hit top spin. When Danny hits drop shot, I run for it. You know, it's a couple times I don't get to it, but uh, uh, you just kind of um, just keep keep pounding. You know, keep going. So, so do, it's been good. No? So, with the three point nine million check, do you buy yourself anything new, like extravagant? Do you go buy a new watch? Do you go buy a new car? Do you buy a house? Do you buy something for your your girlfriend, wife, Craig, fiance? Craig, Craig, you know, I'm about to get married, so uh, I, I I don't. Um, you need to save some money for I, the. That's right. I, uh, I don't. A new house? You wouldn't <laughs> buy a new house, you know? Maybe something. I, I have house. I have uh, both. M- many house. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have everything. Huh? And you have many academies. And, you know, I, have, I, I, I saw that the uh, Carlos and the gang, they were spouting the uh, Rafa Tennis Academy. So they were all wearing hats and shirts and with, with uh, your, your academy on there in Mallorca. I, I take it that uh, it's a very nice academy. Uh, do you go there and train also too, or do you show up and say hello to the kids, pat them on the head, and then uh, tell them how good they are and then leave? You know, or do you, are you nice to them? Well, or do you big time them? That is a there is a fitness center, there is a tennis court, and uh, there is a place to eat. There is a place for me to sleep, is uh, get massage, get treatment. It's uh, everything, you know. I live there basically. And, and good yeah. food and, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. So what's what's your favorite food? Do you like the? Oh, uh, for sure, fish. Uh, I, I eat the fish. I. Uh, Marty fruit, Do you, Marty fish. 
<laughs> U.S. Davis Cup? No, uh, no. I like, uh, yeah, I eat the fish. I eat the. Uh, I, I don't pay too the much beans, attention. The rice. Do you do that? Oh, the frijoles. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the. Uh, Tapas? Do you go to the tapas bar and have some some drinks every once in a while? Hey, I'm a married man now. You know, I, I'm not going to a tapas oh, bar. You're not is, is, <laughs> <laughs> tapas. T a p a s. Of course, of course. <laughs> Senor Campana. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Rafa. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> once again. Ah, thank you very much. No, pleasure to be here on the podcast. All right, let's go. Let's go over to the uh, women's dubs. That's where we're, now we were talking about at least Mertens. You're right there. You yes. Were, you were glad that she she got to the uh, did so well in the women's draw. Then, but yeah. but she also won the women's finals with Arnia Sabalenka, probably one of the biggest hitters on the tour, if not she's the biggest. A, she's a tattooed one, and yes. she hits big. What a great smile and a happy kid. Of course, I'm. Yeah, you know, I was rooting for Ash Barty and uh, Azarenka. Was that was that kind of like Mutt and final. Jeff? Was that like six five yeah. and five six? Yeah, yeah normal height girl and then really tall. One. Yeah, yeah. Arena, they, they, they had the they had the probably the biggest height dis- disparity probably be. in in the in the yeah. event. If you're thinking like six two and maybe five six, maybe yeah, a, I think Vika's got to be six one or two. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty tall. And Barty's five know, six, normal five 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 six. Yeah, right. So. And then who's the other one? Uh, Mertens and Sabalenka. They're yes. both on they're the both tall the, side. The, yeah. Tall side, yeah. yeah. So they were probably. I think that that Barty had a disadvantage, you know, because she was so short, and the other ladies were she's just got, working her over. But she's, she's got, a good volleyer. She's got I like all what. the advantages because she's got that slice backhand. She takes the ball early, like you said. Probably one of the two or three best volleyers in the women's game today. Yeah, she, she, excellent. It was five and five match. So Elise Mertens and Arnia Sabalenka oh, from yeah. Belarus, the Belarusian. Mm-hmm. Five and five, a very nice match. Uh, Azarenka and Barty uh, took out uh, you know the team of Coco and uh, her, her partner. That was uh, was it Katie McNally. Katie McNally. Yeah, they yes. call them Makoko. 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 Yes. McNally and Coco. Cool names. Yes. Yeah. They they had not uh, lost. In ten matches, I don't think they had lost a set. But then they didn't show up to that match. That was a zero and one. They just, ah. they just didn't. That was in the uh, quarters. So maybe after their run in singles, you know, they maybe were a little tired. And I mean, they're a seventeen of right. and fifteen. Yeah, right. I, I understand. I mean, I, I, you want to expect a lot from kids, but. I absolutely get that they need. Maybe they had a big, you know, night out in the town. You know, Studio Fifty One. You know, <laughs> you know, you know back, back, or night at the Roxbury. You yeah, know, you know, something yeah. like that. They were going to, you know, hang out. You know, they wanted to go see the see the city a little bit. Yeah, kinda. or watch a band or yeah, something. It, yeah, yeah. They, they had tool tools in town or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they were wanting to, to get out there, maybe in the mosh pit and kind of yeah. mosh around. So, but anyway, Azarenka and Barty, uh, good event also too. It's good to see Vika back. You know, hitting the ball really well. Yeah, Ash has been playing really well. Well, Burton's and Sabalenka, that was a, a, a really good uh, women's dubs. Uh, cool. We've also got uh, men's dubs. That would be uh, your, your boys, uh, Cabal and Fada. Oh, I enjoy watching those from guys. From Columbia. They're so passionate. They won Wimbledon in five sets, and now they've won this one. That's right. Yeah, they beat uh-huh. uh, Mark Granola and uh, Zaballos from uh, Spain, Espana, yeah. right there. They beat them four and five, so that was a good good match for them, uh, Cabal and Far. I don't think they lost, five, they lost uh, to uh, Daniel Evans and his partner Nori 
one one set, but I think everyone, the rest of them, they only lost one set the whole way through. That was the three setter, and yes. everything else was straight straight sets. sets. Yep, four, sets. four, four, yeah. four, six, and yeah. six in the semis to to Jamie Murray, Andy so Murray's really, brother. Yes. It, 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 was Andy in, in attendance watching uh, his uh, brother? Uh, I wasn't. I, I hate to say it, but I, we don't support each other very well. Were you back uh, home in Scotland? I probably? was back, actually back in London. London. And, uh, oh, this okay. Is after. Uh, Were you having tea good, with it with the Queen? <laughs> no, no, I was just recovering from a week and a half down in uh, in the Balearic Islands in oh. Mallorca. I yes, that, Mallorca that, uh, yeah. Challenger, mm-hmm. and uh, you didn't go to Ibiza. You know, you weren't down in Ibiza. You know, hey, partying with the with the crowd there with all the uh, celebrities, German, all the German yeah. tourists. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, no. no you're in Mallorca <laughs> instead of Ibiza. Huh? I, okay. I played a bloody challenger at the academy of uh oh. rafael nadal so, so you, you were kind of like andre agassi you're going back to your roots and, and going down to the challenger level and trying to you know win some uh, some matches that's, get your confidence sometimes that's what you've got to do uh i won two bloody singles matches it was it was fine and uh played a mediocre level of doubles all summer and and well here i am and i'm uh, hoping to Maybe get invited to this Lava Cup, you know, but I'm not ready to play. Well, you're going to show up? Singles. Would you show up even? Are you going to go to, to Geneva and uh, even if they don't invite you, will they let you in? Do you think you, you get a free pass or will they make you buy a ticket? Well, it's a great question, and I, I've, I've not been contacted yet, let's just say. Maybe that email's yeah. kind of sitting out in the virtual black hole. Maybe it's in the spam. You need to check your spam file. Maybe maybe that's where it is, right? It's got, yeah, it's, uh, uh, that's what I'll do, yeah. But, yeah, but I'm but sure it's, it's been great though to be in touch with Rafa and, and uh, w- watch the U.S. Open unfold. It's uh, I've only broken three or four rackets uh, while watching, uh, just sort of regretting that I'm not there. Yeah, just so, so you hope to be back in 2020. Are you working on 2020 to come back and make a return? You know, because you, you you played a few tournaments, a few events, but I don't think the body's still quite right, is it? We'll see what the hips got for me, and I know I'm, I'm running around quite a bit, chasing two children, two dogs, um, one wife. So yeah, it's been it's been, it's been great. I'm, I'm I'm happy here in London. Yeah. All right. So well, that's good. To, good that you're you're out there. We we, we love watching Andy Murray, but uh, your brother Jamie, not uh, you're not uh, not a fan of his tennis. Oh, I, I I love the little git. I'm I'm very happy for my big brother. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, so that would be, uh, so his partner, you, you decided not to play with him, he, or did he thump you and just say, you know, go home, go, you know, go, go home, old man, and, and uh, not uh, not play with him? He, he wanted to play with his normal partner, Skupski. I, I, I'm, I, you're not going to believe this, Craig. I'm the younger brother. Oh, you really? <laughs> no, Jamie's older? I, I know I look quite a bit older because of you, the hair. Yes, yeah. yes. But he's yeah, he's but he's your older brother. James is the bigger brother. Really? Okay. Uh, I did, did not know that. I have to have to check. All, my research shows me that you're the uh, older brother. All right. But anyway, but uh, we we had uh, thank you, Andy, uh, and hope hope uh, good luck for 2020. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so Cabal and uh, Mr. Rob, Rob and Juan Sebastian win the finals right there four and five had a great year i'm sure they're going to make it to the uh atp uh, finals definitely definitely so that, number one in the world number one in the world and then mixed doubles we had had a good uh mixed doubles we had uh, uh bethany maddox sands uh, i'm bummed that uh we didn't really get to cover our actual mixed doubles picks in the last episode 
Here we are in episode 11 of season one, and I do want to say our pick was Bethany Maddox Sands and Jamie Murray, and they won the whole tournament. Right. Well done. They did. Two and three. They beat uh, Chan and Venus in the the finals. Two and three. I mean, that's that's kind of a a butt-kicking. Yeah, and when you say... uh, Venus, it's Michael Venus. Yes, the, it is uh, Mike Venus, young fellow from New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, yep. a brilliant doubles player. Yeah, you know when I was uh, we, we went over to the French Open a couple of years ago. I told the ladies that uh, that traveled with us. I said, uh, "Hey, Venus is getting ready to play on this Venus, court." Venus, yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "On this outer court, really?" Yeah, it's like court twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. so let's sit here and watch Venus. So play. We're just gonna camp for the Venus match. Then I saw a couple of guys come out, and I was like, "Huh, <laughs> Michael Venus and who?" Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Maddox Sands, Bethany Maddox Sands, she's always funny. I enjoy her personality uh, a lot. Uh, we had dinner with her one night. This is kind of funny oh, story. Cool. Just a side yeah, note, I'm off. Side note, it was, it was funny. Uh, I am Mormon, and we took a picture. I had Lucy uh, Saffer over oh, there. Oh, yeah, Czech tall girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Team Bucci, you know, they call them uh, yeah, Lucy and uh, Bethany Maddox. Yeah. So they were in the picture with me and then three other ladies I traveled with, and I said, well, these are my five wives. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody started laughing. They thought that was kind of funny. They were like, oh, a sister wife. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I have five wives. Lucy Safarova, Bethany Maddox-Sands, and the three ladies that traveled with here in Dallas. And your very own Cindy. Cindy, that's right. Yeah. Six. So I have six. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I rotate them around. You know, it's kind of fun. Yeah, you have to. That's right. Well, anyway, so that was a good uh, recap from uh, the U.S. Open. Shall we uh, move on to... Uh, our third set. Do you who, anything else? Who are we rolling with on the third set? Who's this is a this watch your game, Mister Chabria. This nice. would be Blair Descaray with Master, Master Systems. Systems. Yes, work builders extraordinaire. Yes, he is. Any anything uh, that you need built, uh, any tennis fencing supplies. In, supplies, all that kind of stuff. Check our good friend out, Blair Descaray. Just mm-hmm. type in Master Systems in the Dallas area, and Blair will take care of you. All right, for for that. So we're we are fans of James Bond, and that's uh, what's your game, Mister Bond? Yeah, that was nice from line from Arik Goldfinger, Goldfinger, right? Back on in the sixties, golf course, if I recall. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was about for going for gold. So we're digging for gold right here. Uh-huh. So we've got a interesting uh, uh, situation. I think I guess situation. It's an interesting. Uh, time in the game of tennis. This is more social, uh, probably, um, how am I going to award this thing? I don't. I, I know we don't want to politicize heavily uh, and talk right, left, and divisive nonsense politics, but this is one of those topics that it's just coming, and it's yes. getting bigger. And go ahead, unveil it, CB. No, well, yeah, and I caught this from, from our good friend Rich Nair in Tennis yeah. Club Business. He brought this up, actually. It, it's called Transgender Confusion Coming to Courts Soon, to Coming to Your Courts. So transgender meaning it would be more from a guy to a girl, I mm-hmm. think, and than, a, than Chaz Bono going from gotcha, woman a, to, to male. a man. There, yeah. there are not as many. i got to think there's probably 999 uh, percent of guys going to the female role as opposed to the women going to the, the male role. Mm. But anyway, uh, he was talking about, uh, uh, and he got more graphic in this than we're going to get, about uh, uh, body anatomies. And so yeah. so I'll just say, does plumbing make the difference mm-hmm. Does uh, in, in the transgender world? Because uh, he had a suggestion, you know, like in USTA tournaments, college tennis, uh even on tour, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. R- Renee Richards, 
you know, so she was really, you know, basically the first transgender person that uh, back in the 70s that that broke the the stereotypical mold, and it's, and it's been till now in 2019 that uh, the topic from uh, from our buddy Rich Nair in Tennis Club Business has, has brought this up, and uh, I think it's it's gonna you, you see it around more even in sports like I catching it in like wrestling you know even around the Texas area yeah. that uh, uh, high school wrestling uh, there's some, some uh, boys that were transgendering over to girls should they let them play you know in the female weight yeah. classifications mm-hmm. you know there, there's just uh, or uh, in the Olympics as well I think there was something in the Olympics that they were talking about a guy going to a transgendered uh, track meet for women and won the track meet. So yeah. you know it's coming on the tennis side more it's and more. Coming. And it's not just in amateur sports and scholastic. Yeah. I know there's a big story about track and field in in the state of Connecticut. So it, a lot of this is filtering up to the pro yes. sports world. Yes, eventually. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and Rich brings up an interesting point right there. Uh, what about college tennis? Could yeah. this uh, you know, crush a promising college athletic future? You know, that could it be uh, a guy? I mean, we're guys and say, yeah. no, I'm not going over to, sorry, women, I'm yeah. not coming over yeah. to your side of the table any, anytime. So I'm not being a Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn yeah. Jenner person. And, you know, but okay, so what What if you have this, this guy that wants to play on the women's tennis team yeah. looks like a, a gal, but still has plumbing of you know a guy. What's gonna What's gonna happen out there in the world? That's such a loaded, difficult, interesting thing. Uh, let's talk about what Rich is saying in his commentary on it, and then maybe we can we can kind of uh, transition over to. Did you catch what I, the word yeah. I used? Yeah. yeah. Transition Just, over to. Yes. Uh, uh, very smooth. What's going to happen? Very smooth. See, you are a journalist, right there. <laughs> Extraordinaire. I mean, that that is why people like at the net because of, you know AJC's it, it, smooth transition, it, right there. It's people, it's only ten improv classes back in the nineties. That's all it was. That's it. That's it. A little journalism here and there, but, a little writing. But yeah, uh, I, I do think. Well, first of all, talk about Rich Nair and, yeah. and Rich, what Rich his says, commentary is, and then we'll talk UTR a little bit. Obviously, that that's what he said. Okay. It, it's okay. a UTR. Okay. If, if, you know, Universal tennis rating. Tennis rating. He said that's really the only way because there are tournaments around called UTR. If you haven't heard of yep. UTR, you're going to hear UTR. That's yep. that's a big deal uh, all over the the uh, the tennis world. There's a buzz. I think they even sponsored some some stuff on Tennis Channel, maybe at the U.S. Open, weren't they? It was a nice a major PR sponsor. Campaign. Yes. It, was a, it was a nice. Yeah. They're making a heavy months. push. They're they're making a heavy push out there in the world for uh, for tennis and mm-hmm. and UTR being one. Rating for everybody, like one handicap in golf. Yep. There's not a women's tee or men's tee. It's, it's it's basically if you're you're out there and you're playing, we we can we have an algorithm that can yeah. take care of any type of matches that uh, uh, I know you teach some kids and they play yeah. in some UTR events. And they That's play right. and Even they play the money girls. ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and they, they play, play women. Yep. That are kind of at their level within their range, whatever the tournament is. Yeah. That uh, yeah. But did, just to give some people some background, a, a, a pro tour. Male player in the top ten might be a sixteen point something. A really strong woman tour player might be in the fourteens or fifteens. Um, a lot of college players might be in the thirteens and fourteens, maybe maybe a sure. little lower. And I'm talking about the, the top conference Division One players. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 this universal thing where in the past maybe it's okay. She's a four or five woman. 
he's a 4-0 guy, they'll probably be similar. Right. Uh, all that is kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's out the window, but you don't have to think in those numbers and convert anything because it's, like you said, one number. And that could simplify some of the gender uh, sort of politics. The, the, there's some terminology also too. I've never oh, heard good, of. Yeah. yeah. So, so what are we dealing with? You know, Rich says if you follow the news, probably you've heard of different terms that pop up much more often nowadays. I, um, I really don't. I watch westerns and sports. That's, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> you, you, you have both kinds of uh, programming on the TV. Country and western. Country well, and western. Sports too. And so sports, there. right there. <laughs> Here are some definitions. Don't be af- afraid to accept procedures like assigned at birth as fact, whether you are a staunch Catholic or not. That's what happens to everyone. No? Uh-huh. With a question mark. Transgender. A transgender woman is a person who, who was assigned male at birth but who identifies as a female. Gotcha. I've never heard this, this term, cisgender. Cis- cisgender. Cisgender, cisgender is yeah. like, uh, it means just one. Right. Yeah. And when a person is cisgender, they identify the gender that matches the sex that they are assigned at birth. A yeah. cisgender is... Cisgender woman is a person who was assigned female at birth and identifies as a female. Mm-hmm. Never, never heard of that. Yeah. And uh, so... so uh, Cisgender, a new term to cushion the blow. Dr. Uh, Boisky, there's a guy, Dr. Uh, oh, Elizabeth Boisky uh, posted, what does it mean to be cisgendered in August 21st issue of Very Well Health and medically reviewed by a board certified physician? Sex and gender are not the same things. Here's her definition. Okay, here we go. Sex, a biological and physiological desti- designation, mm-hmm. refers to both a person's chromosomes and the way their genes are expressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, gender, a social construct, refers to the social roles, behaviors, and expectations considered appropriate for men and women. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. So, so gender is uh, we're, we're men and men, I guess. So there's a, a, a way that the gender, you know, we have, we wear blue, I guess, not mm-hmm. pink, mm-hmm. and uh, so we do boy things mm-hmm. as opposed to tra- traditional in the mind. So cisgender, a new a uh, new term to cushion the blow. So Dr. Br- uh, Borowski further explains that gender identity and social orientation are really not the same things. A cisgender person can be bi, heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, and asexual. Wow. Uh, so, so can a transgender person. When you understand that concept, it will be much easier for you to see the real cisgender posed by this whole new world of biological and physiological designations. Whew, man, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of thinking right there. You know, to think yeah. about about yeah. Uh, what might be coming down the pike. I think I think maybe uh, we might be too tolerant. Sorry, people. I just that's just my. I'm a I'm a middle aged white guy that uh, <laughs> you know, you know. It's like, come on, man. It's like you know the old Chris Berman, you know, or those guys on ESPN. Come on, yeah, man. Kornheiser. Right. Yeah. Me, yeah. Oh gosh. I just. I'm sorry. You, I might get mail on this. This is this wears me out. I just. Uh, you are what you are. Come on. I, I think we just did a get off my lawn from CB1. Yes. I think you just got to do our get off my lawn segment. Well, we have another couple we of things. Yeah, we got, we but, got more. We got right. plenty for you. We got folks. plenty for you. We got a yeah. few more things to do. But just just for me, that, that, that uh, I don't know, maybe I, I've never, I mean, I'm a compassionate. I go to church and, you know, I, I want the best for my fellow man and All everything. Of us. All uh, of us. No exceptions. And I think about, I've given money to homeless people on the street, no. uh, you know, occasionally. Sometimes I feel the, the, the need and sometimes I don't. I mean, I feel like I'm a fairly uh, intellectual person. Yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Understanding, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. But that, this to me just, you know, hey, you know, there's, there's, there's a male tennis tournament, there's a female tennis tournament. Whatever your plumbing is, that's what you are, basically. So if you don't have the plumbing, then, you know, hey, you're in the women's draw. If you're in the, you got, you got the plumbing, 
You know, you're in the man's drawer. So whatever you identify as, and, you know, and a lot of or which bathroom do you use? Like g- gender identity, bringing it back to you know thinking as a tennis coach, uh, gender identity probably doesn't mean a lot as young uh, you know for young kids. It starts to mean a lot when boys hit puberty and the yes. speed and the power. Yeah, it yeah, does absolutely. Kick in. Yeah, yeah, and it, and you know I, I, I've. Coached a kid who's who's such a good player and and has a really really bright future, and he lost. He's only you know not even in six teams yet, but he kept winning in a UTR tournament and lost eventually to a, a girl who is about to be a freshman playing Division One college tennis. It was a very close match. It was really good, and it presented some things that he wasn't seeing in boys fourteens and boys sixteen. Sure. But, and it was interesting, and I love that experiment. And for that reason, I do support and enjoy UTR tournaments. Let's let's fast forward this to yeah. the pro tournaments. Okay. You know, okay. So let's talk about you know twenty years ago when Richard Williams popped off and said, "My daughters can be you know the number hundredth ranked guy in the world or something." Yeah. And Carson Brosh, the the number the, two something in the world, the beer smoking cigar, you know, <laughs> beer, beer drinking, cigar smoking, yeah. golf playing tennis pro comes in, and goes, "I'll play them," and yeah. goes out and dismantles them. Six one, six two, right yeah. down in Australia. So yeah. so okay, so let's, so let's think about this. So if we put these, if we have the U.S. Open tennis tournament, yeah. we have a hundred twenty eight draw. How many ladies go into the draw? Against the guys, we have one draw. One draw. How many ladies go into the tournament? Does Serena make the draw? I don't think well, so. As, Brianna, as it stands, yeah. it's 128 for guys, 128 for, for women. women. So you'd think they would go. Let's go 256. 256 okay. Right. So for how, the, how many ladies get out of the first round? If you did that, I mean, I, unless they had two ladies playing each other, you know, you know, if they had a guy, girl, guy, girl, you know, for that's, all. What an interesting question. I haven't even thought about. It. I, like you'd think. They would intersperse, but at random draw. But you want to treat everybody equal, right? It's interesting, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if where the guy plays the girl, I, I bet you nobody wins. I, I almost can't, I can't imagine Medvedev or Nadal losing to Bianca Andreescu, or you know, it, I, I can imagine an absolute top woman having a good day against uh, uh, the number one hundred and twenty something dude, but. You know, you, I, I, having seen a lot of this up close, um, a guy in the three or four hundreds is going to do really well against mm-hmm. even the best. Yeah, I know. mean, nothing personal. I mean, yeah. we're we, no, we, we're trying we, to be objective. Yeah, we're just trying to be objective, yeah. and, and we're trying to be at the same time interesting. You know, we yeah. want to we want to make our podcast not just they're basically yeah. vanilla, you know, black and white. We're not just going. Yeah, we're not just going to go match analysis yeah. and coaching kind yeah. of stuff. I think that's been done in, we, in many we, cases. It's been done well. well. This popped up a couple couple of days ago. Yeah. I said, let's talk about this because well, th- I think it's a really interesting topic. There's a lot lot of social ramifications on a lot of different fronts i mean implications professional college high school you know there's a lot of uh ways that we look at and i'm all for society i know millennials don't think you know uh as the baby boomers do or generation x or whatever kids are our kids are they don't think in in the way that we do Uh, they'll have to eventually be our age some at some point but um I don't know. I'm just. It just. Uh, I'm not one of those guys that uh, I'm going to throw the Bible at somebody. But yeah. at the same time, you know, just kind of like really. I, I just don't. To me, I don't get it. I don't know yeah. why it's such an issue right now. But it, it's coming. I, I am. Uh, you know, th- this won't always be popular, but I, I am for freedom. I'm also for the free market, and I would love to see uh, when 
I'm not really talking about male to female transgender athletes, but I, I would love to see, you know, when McEnroe talks about, yeah, I'll play Serena, or Serena would have trouble getting a set off the 700th ranked male. You and I, as tennis coaches who've been around a while, absolutely see what McEnroe is saying. Right. Most broadcasters, their reaction is, John, are you kidding? Dude, John, why did you even say that? John, you're crazy for saying that. And John's like, you cannot be serious. (laughs) (laughs) And John is like, look, I'll go on late night and I'll talk about it. And yes, I think you guys think I'm crazy to say that I would beat Serena. Now, this is a 60-year-old man who's an exceptional tennis player. I I I don't know that he's going to beat Serena. I don't know that. But I do agree with him that a male ranked in the hundreds would have a a really dominant record against women ranked in the top ten. I I just think, I think Mac has a chance. Straight up. Straight up. None of this Bobby Riggs, Billie Jean King nonsense, Battle of the Sexes, which wasn't, that's a farce. Yeah. You know, one serve and that was was made for, I mean, Billie Jean was going to win that match. You know, with Bobby serving one, the guy was, that wasn't real tennis. I think straight up real tennis, Mac against Serena, you know, Right what, now, yeah. What, when, when has it been done? I remember the Carson Brosh uh, when he played one set. He played Venus one set. He played Serena. Serena wasn't Serena yet. And, no, and, no, not, and not Carson really. wasn't. Some she had won a Grand Slam, and yeah. Venus said, "You know, yeah, I know, not but, yet, yeah. but I know Chrissy always when that comes up, she says, I, I couldn't even beat my brother John. Yeah. When I was number yeah. one in the world, yeah. and John was just a teaching pro down in Florida mm-hmm. with, with their dad, basically mm-hmm. down there in Fort Lauderdale." Uh, there was one, um, the folks at home might remember, Martina Navratilova in the 90s was, I mean, she was aging, but she was still a dominant player. In 94, she reached the Wimbledon final, so still a hell of a player. Jimmy Connors, definitely aging, hadn't officially retired, but this was years after his 1991 run to the men's semifinals of the, of the US, US Open. Yeah. So he played Martina, and Martina was they permitted did? to hit. They oh, did. I didn't. They did. Where's, where was and this? I don't know. This was indoors somewhere. Some undisclosed location. Yeah, <laughs> it was real. They had crowds, and Jimmy had, had to hit into a video. In fact, I remember seeing it, cool. and I remember thinking, "Ooh, Martina's going to break every now." And then. They gave Martina the alleys to hit in. Okay, so he, he yeah. had okay. So he had to cover a much a nine foot wider court, right? Correct. Four and a half feet on each side. Um, he was only permitted to play into the singles court. She had to hit into She could she hit the, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. And it was pretty close. I believe it was straight sets for Jimmy. One of the sets, if I recall, I should just have our crackpot research, research department, department. Uh, look get, up get the, on this. Look yeah. up this match. Yeah. I don't remember this. I definitely remember it. It was really kind of cool. It didn't have the sugar daddy flair of the Bobby Riggs. You know what I mean? The jacket he was wearing. The he side was, yeah, sponsors. Yeah, wasn't the promoter. He he no. was straight tennis. So oh, Bobby Riggs was right, he was the Craig. PT Barnum of, of tennis. Yeah. At, at the time. Yeah. He was. And Billie Jean she was a hustler. Billy Jean King, no slouch. She I was. Mean, a, she, she was legit. Is yeah. An amazing personality and a charismatic individual. And that thing, I know it. It, it wasn't the actual Houston Astrodome full. They sectioned it off a bit. But that event. Sold a, a, a lot still, of seats. Still the largest and worldwide TV audience. Still the largest, I think today. I don't think that match. happened with this Jimmy Martina match. I don't remember it. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not calling BS, but I'm just thinking, where was I? You know, I don't know what I was thinking. It wasn't. It wasn't covered by by at the net podcast. It or, really wasn't. So what the heck? Okay, it was. Uh, I believe it says 1992. Okay, 92. Okay, 92. So I was wrong thinking it was after. 
uh, so it was Martina right after, got to the uh, her last one. But, but is that was right towards Jimmy? He's probably thirty nine, maybe at this time forty. So he's still kind of. I think exactly forty. He was born okay. in fifty two, and this right. was ninety two. Okay, so what's so forty year old Jimmy? Yeah. And she's you know thirty years younger. Yeah. 30, 31, 32. He's probably eight or nine years older, because she's not that much older than me. Because I'm I was born in sixty. Was she born in like fifty six or something like that? I'll bet you. Good question. We're recording on my phone, so I don't want to. I don't want to look look up that. Yeah. I will tell you, um, it was in 92, it was outdoors at Caesar's Palace. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So Jimmy was 40 and Martina was 35. There we go. Okay, Our so I was close. research department. Okay, Very nice. was it Caesar's? They played it at... Yeah, Caesar's in Vegas, Was yeah. Alan King in the crowd? And, I, and, I, I bet he was in the chair. I don't even remember that. The Alan King classic. You know, he, it was, if it was outdoors, he had that cool hat on. Oh, Alan King, yeah. he, was the, he was the man. He was the man, yeah. He, he was definitely the man on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I remember the... the what was the score? The promoters really wanted it to be Monica Sellish against ah. Jimmy Connors. Still, though, I mean, come on. Both lefties, yeah. you know. Okay. But, you know, I think I, maybe Monica wasn't into it, so it was Martina and Jimbo. Yep. We, we, we have a, a, one of our, our bench tree members is at the net with us. I think he's a future guest. Yeah, he's a future guest. We're going to get Daryl Silvera as a future guest. We're yeah. going we're gonna, to we're gonna call your, your peeps, and then we'll schedule a time that you can be on the net with us. How's that? Absolutely. He, Look forward yeah. to it. He's got, yeah, he's got an agent. He's got a good, he's got we'll a good, good story here. We, we, we have some Bahamian tennis we need to talk about. You know, you're probably yeah. a, Davis Cupper down in, in the Bahamas, weren't you? Am I? That's right. Everything I read. I read right. mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're, we're live. Yes, we are. We're recording. All right. Daryl, you take care. And research department comes back with Jimmy beat Martina that day, 7-5-6-2. Really? Each each player received 650 grand guarantee, and the winner would take uh, half a million. So, okay. so for Jimmy, it was you know one point one and a half million. I got he got an extra five, yeah, five big ones, five grand, uh, five hundred grand, right? And Martina just uh, you know six hundred fifty grand. So not a bad day in Vegas. And, for those and, two. and, a, and a, a free Ford Torino, did it good? <laughs> <laughs> or an El Camino? El Camino, yeah. So, the, so instead of those two lefties, Salish and Jimmy Connors, it was these two lefties, Martina and of course Jimmy. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, I didn't remember that. Boy, yeah. I, I don't know where I was. What what cave I was living in. Yeah. Uh, 92? You 92. were. I was 32. I was at yeah. the university club at that time. You were just starting to have kids. You weren't getting all you know, Chris was two. And, Christopher yeah. was, yeah. And Ashton was. would have been four at that point. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's got to yeah. be it. That's, that was it. You so. totally got a pass on being a new dad, yeah. All right. Well, that's a good segment right there. Let, let's finish with fun. that, with what's your game. Let's go into the fourth set. That is uh, sponsored by Court Harbor, uh, John McClam. Oh, yeah. Our buddy John McClam. It has a nice little apparatus that uh, gives uh, stray balls a nice place to rest and relax, yep. is what I call it, on nice. tennis news. So it keeps balls from actually moving across. If you have you know multiple courts in a row, yeah. then he's got a 4x4 four four device that, at the end of the court that uh, kind of acts as a barrier between courts and, and knocks off about 75-80% of the balls going from court to court. Smart product. I know a yep. lot of places, resorts and clubs are really big on brand, or high schools and yep. colleges, big on branding. branding so yes. you sort of mentioned how functional they are. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a cool way to have functional branding rather than just yeah, and a you, big old you, logo on a windscreen. You could you could do that, yeah. So yeah. look up C O U R T H A R B O U R Court Harbor John McClam, mm-hmm. our good folks at. Uh, uh, he spells it the British way. Yes, with the O-U-R. Yeah, yes, yes, very, very British. Yeah, right yeah. Yeah. 
with Johnny McClam and the good folks. He lives in North Carolina. North Kagalaki. North Kagalaki. Uh-huh. So this this uh, set we're going to talk about uh, USPTA. We've had our USPTA conference, uh, USPTA Texas, back in mid-August. It was a lot of fun. We had uh, a lot of good speakers. A lot of uh, played some pickleball. We yeah. played some golf. We had uh, nice party. We had uh, just we had a pool party. We had a pickleball party. We had a pop. Pool for you, pond, for, pond, pond for, for you, pond, pond, pool, pond. Yeah. I got to yeah. DJ a couple times. That's that was right. really fun for me. Yes. And uh, our very um, uh, this wasn't planned. Was but Trey I'm just Rock gonna, there? Trey Rock didn't make it, but he did send some some playlists some clips. for he has, me. Yeah. He had a couple of clips there. SoundCloud, yeah, yes. he, right. yeah. So I, I had there's a one of his hit singles is uh, I think it's called "You Want to Holler." So I had a clip of that one. You want to holla? You want to holla? H o l l e r h o l l a. He goes with the h o l l a. Hey, holla, holla, holla. You want to holla? Is he from the hood? He is from Dallas and and Worth, and he's yeah. He's like from Richardson or Plano. Hang anywhere. He's yeah. He's versatile. He's versatile. Okay. So what's his real name? What's Trey Rock's real name? It's actually do I do I out do I dox? Is first Trey name? Rock? Does he have a first name, a normal like he, he Jim? Does. Or? He does. It's Scott. Scott, okay. Yep. And, okay. Uh, Scott Rock. Yeah, Scott okay. Rock. What does it say, Trey Scott Rock? Yeah. Trey Rock. I'm going to let him. Uh, we'll get him on, we'll get him on the, yeah, the we'll podcast. On. We'll get him on. Because yeah, he, he does our intro. He does. Okay. It's so good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that conference was a blast. Yeah, good conference. For me, one of the highlights was uh, actually our very own USPTA Texas president, Craig Bell. CB1 presented and. You know, a lot of times when you see a presentation, it's great, it's transformative, but you don't really know the guy. And in my case, I see the guy speak, that's our very own CB1, and I see him run an event. And one of his lines, I'll never forget, was running events, uh, not just teaching or a tournament, but running events, it it, uh, separates the the good from the really, really great pros. Correct. I I love that line, and uh, this guy backs it up. I mean, he has a, in the summer, and you think of summer in Dallas, Texas, as, oh, it's so hot, everybody's out of town. No, Craig has a three-month Celebrity Pro Series. That's correct. And he fills the joint, and it's a blast, and they all eat and drink after and uh, and then you did a well, you just had Labor Day Law, which Labor is Day a the Lob, yearly big event 80 for you. Eighty people out, yeah, for eighty that. people, eighty people out. On how many tennis courts? Uh, we fourteen. You used pretty much all. We used them all, all. And we actually used a couple of bocce courts. Actually, there were about fifteen courts we used. So we we had twelve courts for the adults. Yeah. Two courts for kids, and yeah. then a third court that we, we stuck out on the, our bocce courts. Awesome. Just kind of fun. Uh, we had a nice prize table up, upstairs. Uh, everybody enjoys that. Now we have fitness up there, so it, it's yeah. transformed really fast from uh, a, uh, a... A party space. A party space into a fitness space. Yeah. yeah that's why tonight, Daryl, our, our friend Daryl Silvera, yeah. was uh, up working out and came down, and he's the last one in the it, joint. It's kind of why our studio is now downstairs. Downstairs. Yeah, we're not yeah. upstairs anymore. Right, yeah, we, we got kicked out. Ridiculous, amazing acoustics up top. Right, that's still yeah. pretty good here. It's oh, a good, it's good spot. We can we can talk. But yeah, we yeah. Uh, thank you, Adrian. We had a, a great it's conference. A, I enjoy speaking. Obviously, well, you're uh, great at it. Too. Doing the Athenet podcast yeah. uh, programming is one of my. I always tell everybody we, what, what we do in the tennis world is like a three-legged stool. We, yeah. Lessons is part of it. Pro shops another part, and then uh, programming is the, the third part. So if you if any one of those three. Uh, legs is not there, then you, you don't really have much uh, of a job in existence because you yeah. know people have to have an outlet for their lessons. They need to need to see what they need to work on. 
you know, USTA, TCD, whatever you play, wherever you are located, if you're listening, uh, if you're at a club or a facility, you want to have some competition so people can kind of see, do I need to work on my serve? Do I need to work on my underspin, uh, drop shot, my lob, whatever? So that's why people take lessons, but then all at the same time, they like to play. They like yeah. to see what's going on. But then you got to have rackets and shoes and yeah. strings and all that kind of stuff for people. So it's good to have all three of those things that, that uh, if you don't have a pro shop, where are they going to buy their, their products yeah. well, online? And I'm not going to. I, I, I want everybody to shop. I know you had a store. Right here, yeah. right here, yeah. your own club. Yeah, like... Craig, like, I, the, this three-legged stool, I see it. I, I know we like to bust on coach speak and coach cliches. You just gave us a slightly more interesting version of what, what we you do. bust on right. Jason Garrett, the yes. coach of the Cowboys. Yes, yes. The all three phases of the game. game. We have three phases. See, so, right there. We're thinking three. See, yeah. great coaches think yeah. alike. They I don't really if, do. I don't know if I'm a great coach. You but really are. We have all three right. phases yeah. of the game that we, we yeah. are strong in. Strong <laughs> well, in the pro shop, strong in the programming, yeah. and strong, strong in the lessons. So. so on our podcast, if we ever do you know, coaches on courts making fun of other coaches. Oh, yeah. It is... Uh, the cl- cliches that they, they it, all yeah, use. Yeah, coach speak. Yeah. If Shake Craig, the ball. If Craig ever says all three phases of the game making fun of Jason Garrett, I will retort with all yeah, three legs of the stool. stool right. In our profession. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. Good stuff, man. Also, uh, yeah. we've got our USPTA uh, World Conference coming up in Las, Las Vegas, Vegas. Nevada. Yes, right. Nevada, Nevada. Or Fred Flintstone in Rock Vegas. <laughs> Rock Vegas. Viva. <laughs> Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> always like Fred Flintstone. Anyway, but yeah, we'll be in Las Vegas coming up in a, in a couple of days. Uh, lot, it's just a bigger version of the USPTA Texas Conference. A lot of great speakers. Yep. Um, Andre Agassi is going to be speaking. He's a keynote. He's a yes. big name. Yeah, he's big pretty big. Deal. I've heard of him. Big deal. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's a, in the pickleball world. He's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> big deal. He's a big deal. Yeah, he's he lives there in Vegas. It'll yeah. be fun to see Andre in person. Uh, see if he's five ten. What's he, does he say? He's five ten or five eleven? Oh, you guys have a hilarious story about heights and his fixation with numbers. Data, yes. numbers, yes. people's heights and all that. Phil Farmer told us. Oh, oh my goodness, that was so funny. Good. Yeah, funny, I funny. think I think he's listed as five eleven, and he's probably five ten. He's a mathematical, something. you know, kind of like a, he's a savant genius. Yeah. He's a savant, Andre. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Did we did we tell that story on, about Phil Farmer on the podcast? We actually did. Didn't um, Phil Farmer is one of your celebrity pros? Yes, he is. In your he's in your like coach, summer program, he's coach the Bryan brothers when yeah. they be, they ascended to number one in the world. Yeah. They got to play Davis Cup, and they be, uh, see number one in the world Davis Cup. And uh, what what was the third thing? When uh, number one Davis Cup, and there was three things that he wanted them to, to do. They wanted to win a Grand Slam. They wanted to win a Grand Slam. They won the French Open. So oh, he the said French first. it was the yeah. French. French was the first. So he said that that was one of their their three things. They did all three things in that one tournament. Under his t- tutelage. Tutelage, yes. So. Uh, he's also coached Sam Querrey. He has also coached, you know, Craig Bell is CB one. Craig's younger Craig Bell, CB2. Two, yes. Philip coached him a little yeah, bit too, right? Yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, Bell. Yeah. Call, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, we so, Philip knows who he's talking about. He's, yep. a, he's a tall guy. Very interesting he guy. Played, played at a very high level of tennis. Boomer. And when he was coaching, the, was it the Bryans or Sam? It was probably the Bryans. When he was on the tour coaching, mm-hmm. Andre, yeah. oh yes, yeah, Andre yeah, yeah. just fixated on how tall yes. Philip was. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And he goes, they're, they're talking about being six two. Yeah, he goes, no, no, you're taller than six two. Yeah. And then somehow it was Wayne Arthur's. Wayne Arthur's, Arthur's Australian, got, yeah, uh, Sir volley lefty, yeah, blonde guy. And he goes, you're taller yeah. than Arthur's. Yeah, and, and he goes, our, our, 
He goes, I think Arthur's is taller than you. Or I something. See, that's it's one it of those. Yeah, it's one of those those yeah. kind of things. And and so they were like somewhere. It was like at Davis Cup. They were at a oh, Davis Cup match. Okay, it was a Davis, Davis Cup match. That's and, okay. You had Andre. You had yes. Brian. And, and he goes, you know, I'm going to bet. Uh, he goes, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. Yeah. He told Phil. He goes, and they're all sitting around. Yeah. And, he, and Phil's going, like Andre, I don't want to take your money. And, and a hundred bucks is a nothing. nickel to you or a quarter to you and me. Yeah. Right. Right. And then Andre goes, I'll give you a thousand to one odds that you're taller than you know, than than uh, Wayne Arthur's. And he goes, Andre, I don't want to take a thousand dollars. And he goes, like, Roddick was standing right there, and he punched him. He goes, That's ten thousand yeah, dollars, yeah. you dummy. You know. <laughs> A hundred bucks. And so he, he felt really, you know, like, oh no. And so, yeah. he, so they he accepted the bet. I guess that yeah. you know it was really not a bet. It was just like who's taller than who. Yeah. And Andre was dead certain about the bet that I think Phil was taller than than Wayne so Arthur. Funny. And so it was it was kind of a funny deal. And it ended up like Indian Wells was a couple, a couple of weeks later. But uh-huh. he said the whole tour, you know, was they knew about this bet. Everybody on the ATP like tour talk of knew the about town, it. Talk it was of the talk, tour. It was talk of the tour. Yeah. yeah, even Arthur's caught wind of it. Yeah, you know, he was not even anywhere close. Yeah, yeah. But so they they ended up at uh, Indian Wells. Probably think, player party. A, the, a player like, player not. It was before the player party. It was the player. Oh, okay. They were talking about some rules and things like gotcha. that. So they had to get everybody in there, and that's where they were going to stand back to back kind of deal. And so he said the Bryan brothers. They were just like four year old kids, and they. I'm were, sure. And everybody just, was just like, "Oh, come on, Phil, yeah. come on, you know, you're going to take Andre's money. You're taking Andre's money." <laughs> Because <laughs> everybody was acting like two-year-olds, That's basically, hilarious. and just over who's taller than who. Because Andre was sure that on the bet that uh, um, you know uh, whatever the bet was, he was so sure of it, he was betting ten thousand dollars of his money. So it's, and, and, it's and coming Philip, down to back to back, back to that back moment. And yes. Philip is if Philip is shorter than Wayne. Yes, Philip only loses a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't any big if deal. Andre, uh, yeah. if if Philip is taller than Wayne, yeah. Andre's at ten grand. Ten grand, All like right. that. Yeah, hit, and, hit and the Phil- people at home with the result. Right. right. So so he said that that and Andre goes okay. Get get over here. Yeah. Take your shoes off. Yeah, he yeah, said. Yeah. And everybody listened to Andre. I mean, Andre. Like just Andre's going, like both of you take yeah, all your shoes, shoes off. Yeah. And they backed up, and so Phil kind of closed his eyes, and he heard everybody start screaming. Like they, the whole crowd was going, "Yeah, <laughs> Phil! Yeah, Phil had won the bet." And, and, <laughs> so and, good. And he hears Andre go, "Shit!" And he walks <laughs> off. <laughs> he walks off. and just says, you know, yeah, basically says, you know, <sighs> you know, and walks off. Just yeah, you know, says shit, and just, yeah, because he knew he had lost, and he's, so. So he had lost the bet. Phil yeah. was taller than than Arthur's, and 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 uh, if you know Phil, he's at yeah. least six three, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he and and so the next day, Andre and, and Andre goes. Let me back up. He goes. Yeah. Andre said, "When I win the bet, I don't like ones, fives, tens, or twenties because <laughs> I either want fifties or hundreds." <laughs> It's so it's like <laughs> meaning it's just yeah. two fifties, right? Right, right. I want to see one, note. one Benji. Yeah. I want a, I want a Franklin or, or yeah. a couple of fifties, and so so the next day he sees Andre just you know shuffling up towards, yeah. and and he goes stick your hands out, and he sticks both his hands out, and he goes like that, and he pops out five grand on in each, each hand, in each hand, yeah. And, and I'm guessing hundreds. it was hundreds, yeah, hundreds, yeah. Yeah. or maybe fifty. Yeah. No, he said he had ten All grand, hundreds. five thousand in his left hand, five thousand in his right, hand. and he goes like Andre, he goes. No, and so he just walks off. He didn't, and so the brand's like, "Oh, you got ten thousand of that, man. Take, take it, that take money, it." Yeah. So he goes back, and he's like, "You know, I I don't really want to take Andre's money." Yeah, you know? and you know, he tried 
you know, a couple of times to talk to him. He goes, he goes, you know, Phil, he goes, I always pay my bets. He goes, I want you to. He goes, I lost the bet. Yeah. He goes, he eventually. He Honor, goes, yeah. a gambler, grew yeah. up in, in yeah, a gambling yeah. he goes, town. That's the way it is. Yeah. He goes, that's the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, Phil, he goes, uh, Andre has this uh, charity. And he wrote a check to Andre for $10,000 and sent it to him. Andre's never cashed it to this day. And so it's it's yeah. like it's like, this has been like fifteen years ago or that's something. Hilarious. It's a funny story, but that's kind of the character that Andre yeah. has. But but he he was so, so uh, you know I want to go up to Andre and go, hey, you know Phil Farmer <laughs> <laughs> in Vegas, or, or <laughs> I heard about uh, that Andre uh, thousand to one, you and me, let's take it's, our shoes off because <laughs> I believe CB has him by about a half an inch. Right. <laughs> I think you're about five eleven. Uh, I, I, I want to go up, about five ten points. Uh, I want to go up yeah. and go, hey. You know Phil Farmer? <laughs> I know Phil Farmer from Dallas. <laughs> I heard about that bet. <laughs> That's beautiful. I don't know if he's going to punch me or if he's going to... Yeah. Or, or go, you know Phil Farmer? You know him at that. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny guy. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. But anyway, we'll be in Vegas for the World Conference. Shout out God. to our good folks at USPTA. Let's move on to our... Uh, see, we're in, in almost an hour and 22. Yeah, we're going to try to keep this... Fifth set. Fifth set. That is... Get off my lawn. Oh, this is when... Couple of middle-aged men uh, get to rant about something about rant these, rave. Yeah, these is, kids today. This is sponsored by Yonex, not Yonex. Oh, yeah. Yonex. Yonex. Yonex, and the Mark Gonzalez, our friend. Yonayama. Yes. Uh, Mark Gonzalez getting a lot of a lot Big of air time for his. Oh uh, yeah, they they were yeah. they were huge up there yeah. in, in New York. They they. Uh, uh, did really well, even though Head, Head and Wilson did too. The big W, yeah. the red W, and, well, and, and the, the champion of the men's draw, yeah. Babala. Yeah, Babala. Not, not a bad showing. Women uh, was Head. Yeah. That was uh, uh, yeah. Bianca Andreescu. Bianca Andreescu, yeah. yeah. So, but but uh, a lot of a lot of good Yonex people. So I'm not going to say Yonex. I'm not going to say the Texas version. Where Yonex? Where Yonex is Yonex. See, this is the the beginning of Craig pronouncing everything right. Yeah, I'm getting I, I, I'm happy about Yonex. Yeah, that's good. All right, so in our first uh, yeah. segment of Get Off My Lawn, yeah. uh, so here's an interesting, I don't think a lot of people knew about this. Uh, the U.S. Open finds Carla Suarez Navarro, the mm-hmm. trinomial yeah, from Spain. Love, love a good Spanish trinomial. Yeah. She's a friend of the podcast, and yes. we have always talked about her as though she's the niece or granddaughter or something of one of my favorites from the 70s, Manolo Orantes. They look exactly alike. Same yes, smile, yes. same hair, yes. same backhand. Yes, except they, he's lefty, she's righty. That's correct. But look, sorry, very but similar. Very they, si- they, they look so much alike. They, they, they might be, I bet you they came from the same region of yeah, Spain, maybe. But she got fined 40 grand from the U.S. Open just days after she retired from her first round match due to a lower back injury. Mm-hmm. 40 grand. No one really, that kind of just kind of slid, you know, maybe on page 13, you know, of the, in in like the uh, four-point uh, font, you know, kind of yeah, deal. This was not a Ballyhood story. This no. was a, a very obscure little story. Her, just the, the sort of a little background here. She did retire from a Canadian Open match in, in Toronto. Yes, the, the month before. She's probably carrying some back injury. Is she a warrior for showing up in New York and trying and then failing and then shaking hands hey, after man. one set? Or is she like, okay, is she here just for the 58 grand and she's going to half-ass it for a set and right. shake hands? Right. I, I don't know. I know... Uh, I know she's a warrior. She's an amazing player. I, I, I don't to watch. see this. I, so I, I'm very sad that they think 
maybe she didn't give good effort. Right. Yeah. I mean, an injury yeah. is an injury. Right. So it says, according to Reuters, which is the news agency, yeah. the tournament found that she had violated the first-round performance rule. Uh-huh. The outlet uh, reports that the 30-year-old athlete retired after losing the first set. 6-2. 6-2 against Tamea Babos. The Hungarian on, player, yeah. Yes. Okay, so this is in quotes. Uh, after reviewing reports from, from medical staff and Grand Slam supervisors, determination was made that Carla Suarez Navarro, the trinomial mm-hmm. Spanish person, did not perform to the required professional standards. Close quote. Tournament referee Soren uh, Fremil said in a statement according to Reuters. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, so so if Nick Kyrgios does this, how much does he get fined? Oh, well. Is that fair? I, I don't know, but he also breaks a few rackets and, you know, says the F word. So 113 grand is the record, and that's what yeah. Nick was fined. Yes, and for conduct not becoming a professional. Yeah. and this is forty grand, and it is you know a lot more than half of her fifty-eight grand prize money yeah, for showing she, up in New York. She, you know, she did say, uh, according to uh, Carla, we made our best effort to be ready and play our heart out. Uh-huh. I mean, so she, I mean, you know, so she's thinking there, but it really got worse during my opening match in New York. Sad to leave this way from events I deeply appreciate. So, uh, you know, I I, uh, I want I want them to get off my lawn. I I don't think she should be fine like that. Uh, I know she does really well. She's not in the the Noah Rubin camp. We've read his article and seen his plea for uh, increased prize money at the lower entry levels of tennis. Vashek Pospisil made those those yes. uh, those, I, those remarks. Yeah, a and couple, I'm a fan couple of months of, ago. I'm a fan of the hashtag pay tennis players movement. I think Rafa and Roger getting on the executive council are fans of, yes, let's increase prize money at the low levels. But this kind of a fine, even if it's, what is her ranking? 16, 10? Uh, she's 28. She's 28. Okay, so 20 she's 20, 28 okay. in the world. So Top seated. 30. Top 30. Yeah, she's a good player and making fine money, and 40 grand probably isn't horrible for her. But my goodness. You know, Serena was down a set in a break and had to quit with yeah, something that. in the back. And, and rescue. This in, is over in, in, in Toronto. Toronto. Uh, Does she get fined? Yeah, and uh, Roger Federer, there's no way he would get fined. First of all, he doesn't retire from matches, and even when he was hurting against Grigor Dimitrov in the quarters, uh, I mean, he was noticeably hurting. He started the fifth set with a trainer visit. It was difficult. The man... The man stayed in there. I think he was playing with one of the kids the night before, maybe, and you know, it kind of wrenched his back. Yeah, he probably play, playing, you know, playing down on the ground with yeah, one of the kids, or, and somebody jumped on his yeah. back and dad, you know, pow, or when yeah. your daughter steps on your feet and you're having a dance with your little little daughter. I mean, that that could have been hard on the back. Who knows? Who knows? Right. So he's not getting fined uh, because he didn't retire. Serena retired. It was hugs and it was love and it was gracious and wonderful. This girl, who's maybe you could call her a bit of a, a journeyman, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would say I she's, a she's a tennis journeyman. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, in some yeah. respects, I mean, not, yeah. not many people know who Carla. Household, not a household name, right? Um, nice girl. We just know her just because she looks like Manolo Arantes. Yeah, and and I'm a fan, and I'm really kind of sad she's getting fined forty grand. Yeah, yeah. But she can appeal the the decision, and I hopefully she she does. she does and gets her forty grand back out of that I hope deal. She does. And, and for, for lack of effort, I just can't see lack of effort off that 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 I girl. Can't believe it. That's like saying David Ferrer is, yeah. is lack of effort. Let me see the video of that. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. All right. So second point. Oh yes. Doubles and mixed doubles. Where was is everyone for those matches? 
You know, when if I'm you watch at, TV, when I'm at the Open or Indian Wells or uh, you know one of these great tournaments where you have um, men's and women's doubles, or even just women's doubles or just men's doubles, it's pretty great. But it's un- uh, the quality of tennis. But it's remarkable to me how sparse the crowds have gotten in really quality doubles matches. Yeah, I think you can introduce everybody in the stands, you know. Shake hands and (laughs) we're going to have a big introduction of everybody. Yeah, MC would only need five minutes for that, yeah. Right. And uh, and the lack of coverage. Uh, Granted, I I was busy and I didn't see the match I wanted to see, which was Ash Barty and Victoria Azarenka um, against Sabalenka and... um, and Mertens. So I missed that one, and I realized they did cover it. Sure. They did show the men's match. I was doing something when I was on the court, so I missed out on both finals, sadly. Um, but what was the crowd like? And did they cover much more than those two finals that I wanted to see, but I couldn't? They always say that doubles doesn't play well on television. People don't want to watch doubles. I'm like, that's BS. That's a bunch kidding? of nonsense. It's like, it's texture, it's reflex volleys. It's, it's what people play. They don't yeah. play singles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 90% of the people play doubles in the world. Absolutely. And you know what's funny is, is, is in the old days when doubles was maybe 90% serve and volley, there wasn't a lot of contrast in style. They all kind of played similarly. Maybe 10% of the players did the stay back and hit passing shots and lobs and all that. Now, it's a ton of contrast in styles. There's a lot of, okay, they're staying back now on the return games, but they're attacking on their serve games, or they just stay back, or they just serve and volley. And it's kind of cool to see the problem solving. Obviously, the, the big hit for me is to see reflex volleys, lob retrievals, monster overheads. I, I, that's, that's why I like doubles. I, I just that's like, when I, 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 like I actually seek those matches out. And I seek to tune in when it's on. However, um, get off my lawn with the lack of Dubs coverage, the lack of celebrating it, and the sparse crowds. I'm not really happy about well, it. Well, when we've talked about, I've talked about, I think on yeah. the podcast, about a doubles and mixed doubles starting their own tour and then meeting back it. up at the Grand Slams. I think Flush that, that out a little bit, Craig. What, yeah. What's your idea there? Yeah, what, what I was talking about, this refers back to like the Professional Bull, Bull Riders Association. Mm-hmm. 20 PBR. years ago, PBR, they decided that rodeo wasn't treating them fairly. They thought they were the premier part of the event. They thought they were the singles people, and they weren't getting paid enough. So they, they, they branched out on their own side of PBR. They were part of the rodeo circuit, and they just said, forget that, and now they haven't looked back ever since. You know, the PBR, that's the bull riders out there, yeah. and that's... Uh, uh, they're the crazy, you know, wild ass, you know. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and those guys are tough as you know, they're three dollar steak. They're on a eleven hundred pound animal. Yes, yeah, tough as a three dollar steak, as the old <laughs> saying goes. Yeah, those dudes are tough. But I just think doubles and mixed doubles—they're not the premier event, but of, of the tournament. But they never get the good times. They don't get. They don't get uh, the the morning matches. They don't get they're they're always designated as the later or on the weekends or just kind of out of sight, out back courts. And, and, and nobody and, gets to know who they are. And I'm not uh, sitting here defending the tour or whatever. But when you talk to a tournament director and they say, "Yes, we've put them out on court five, and that holds you know seventeen hundred people or two thousand people," but we didn't fill a two thousand. So that makes me yeah. sad. Yeah, it's like a band that can't fill American Airlines Center that needs to play, you know, the bomb factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, yeah. you can get, yeah, you know, we can fill a two hundred seat stadium, yeah. but not a twenty thousand seat stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so is your point 
they, that more people would watch it if they started their own tour. Yes, that that's is correct. This is where I want to go with this. Yes, I like that's, this. Yes. I think if they broke off and they yeah. did, they had they, they selected those people. Yeah. I mean, uh, pro basketball is all about the players. It's yeah. not about the coaches. Now, now, college basketball, it's about the coaches, not yeah. about the players because yeah. they move all the time. You know, doubles, it's about the players. Yeah. You know, uh, and mixed doubles. You know, I was sitting there looking. All right, uh, okay, let's see here. Who is the women's fourth seed? Okay. Okay. Do you know who the women's fourth seed is? Tell. You've heard, heard of Burton's and Sabalenka. Yeah. Of they, course. Okay. They, they won, won the, the tournament. Whole darn thing. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, the three seed. Never heard of them. Drabowski from Canada and oh, yeah. XU. Is that Chu? Chu? Uh, Chow? Chu? Ching? Taiwanese? Yeah. Uh, China. Oh, China. China. Yeah. Okay. Don't know them. I, I hate to yeah, say it. I'm I sorry. I don't know. Drabowski, I've heard of. Yeah. But- as you, I don't know. Okay. Uh, now, I've heard of the six-seed Stouser and, and Zhang. Of course. Yeah, yeah I've heard Sam of them. Stoser. Yeah, Sam Stoser. Seven-seed Chan and Chan from t- Taipei, I guess. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know. uh, let's work down to the six, 16th seed. Atawo, A-T-A-W-O, from the USA. Oh, Atawo. Atawo, yeah. Okay, I don't even know her. And Muhammad from mm-hmm. the USA. Also USA. Yeah. So I'm just saying, okay, so no one's, you know, they're not recognizable people, yeah. and that's—I mean—back in our days, growing up, I mean, yeah. I, I used to know most of the guys because they were singles guys, and you know, Johnny Mack, last guy to be number one ranked singles and doubles yeah. player in the world. Yeah, I guess here's a case in point: is about an hour ago, I was so happy that Elise Mertens was in the quarters of the yeah. singles and in the finals of the doubles. Yeah. Why am I celebrating that? Well, 20 years ago, Kafelnikov won a slam in singles and dubs. It was the Roland Garros. Before his his triumph there, it was actually pretty common that Jimmy and Nastasi are winning the doubles and they're also in the quarters and semis of the singles. You mentioned Johnny Mack. Th- that's an extreme example, but yeah. it was fairly common for him 35 years to ago. win both singles and doubles. Or Peter Fleming, the, he was always in the last Mack weekend Fleming. of both. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was always. He, I know he didn't yeah. like to practice. That's what he considered his practice was was doubles. Yeah. But you know, it was a lot of fun. And and the lost art of doubles, they you know throw it out there on back courts, and now they're they're playing. They, they play the deciding point. They don't get. Oh, they don't I know. get. They've shortened it. Yeah. Not at Wimbledon, but yeah. everywhere else. Yes. Uh, I, I mentioned a few men, but Martina Navratilova, number one in singles, yes. number one in doubles. Damn in fact, and I, mixed doubles too. And mixed. And I remember her sort of famous thing was. Uh, was yeah, if if possible at this slam, please put my singles matches on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and my dubs too. That way, I don't even come in on Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday. And I sort of the McEnroe, I make it a longer day, and I I call that my cool down or my warm up or my practice. Yeah, Just I, to do singles and dubs, and now. Very rarely do they play both, and certainly the top ones because it's too much. It's physical. Yeah, yeah and and, yeah. and the money's good. I mean, and on the, the single side, yeah. the money is not good on doubles. I mean, we yeah. were talking about the prize money distribution last time, and you know, if you win the mixed doubles, you were splitting about what three three hundred, four hundred. Yeah, it was it wasn't very I think much. It was one eighty each, yeah, something like or something that. Like yeah, that. I mean, I could go find it in the yeah. the crackpot yeah, research. The- yeah, but I mean, it just. Oh, here it was. Yeah, the crackpot research team. Yeah, it was. Uh, if you won mixed doubles, that's CB One's uh, binder, by the way. The winner right now. Uh, three three twenty. So you got no winner got one sixty. So you split one sixty. Okay, split one sixty. I was thinking yeah. it was one eighty one sixty. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that kind of stuff is just. Yeah. I mean, three point nine for the singles person. I now, 
the crowd was there, and, yeah. and it was prime time at you know at the open. But I don't know if anybody that had their own three o'clock match, you know, you know, televised, and, and they just didn't put it into the deal. But I I just think that it take a year or two maybe, and then all of a sudden the people get known. And it is nice at the ATP the 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 World Tour Finals. They do bring those people in. They have you know several doubles, sessions and doubles like is these invited. Eight teams, yeah, these your top eight yep. for the year, yeah. Yep, and then the top eight guys, and so they they show you know some stuff a little bit, but it's just I don't know. They just get I think they just get jerked around. You know, and also we are. Uh, lifetime, lifelong tennis guys. Uh, you know, we're going to know some of these names where uh, your average fan may not. I'm going to buy a ticket to that if that's anywhere near where I live. And I would root for, number one, I enjoy watching doubles. And I almost don't care if it's Chan and Chan or it's Barty. And, yeah, a you good know, match. Like, is- yeah, it's quality. It's absolute quality tennis. And I, I, I would love that. Now, that said, are they not doing this tour? Are they not doing their own thing because there's some data out there that suggests, oh, that's not going to succeed? I mean, there's more AI. There's more da- there are more data points out there than any time in the history of mankind. They've got to know what's going to be successful and sure. where. Right. Example, um, towns without a lot of pro tennis like i think it's kind of crazy chicago did host the labor cup but it's wild to me that the a city the, that large third doesn't large, have a pro the third largest metropolitan area in the in america right. exact third biggest market and there's no pro tennis there i mean there, there's a challenger yeah but, but I, relatively when I say speaking pro tennis, I mean, not like cincinnati no toronto yeah. right there's yeah. no big one monte carlo there's yeah, not Miami, but, but, you, but you've well, got yeah. Tournaments in Paris, you got two tournaments in Paris. You got the French yep. Open, you got the Paris Indoor. The indoor Paris Bercy, yeah, Paris Bercy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, so I, I don't want to g- get off the subject and talk about Chicago and all that, but there are definite, I think, gaps in what they're offering. And I love your idea of starting a something like a double. We, we just store. need to find a Richard Ellison or, or we need a yeah. uh, Angel Larry, Ellison. Larry Ellison, yeah, Richard Larry, Branson, yeah, Richard, Richard Branson. We need, we need yeah. both those guys. Yeah. yeah. Richard, both Richard, Richard Ellison or, or Larry Branson. Larry Branson. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Babinex, right? <laughs> it's like my rackets. Yeah. Yonex, Babala, yeah. Yonala, Babinex. Right. Or Bill Gates. That's we funny. need to get Bill Gates. To... We need all these guys. And, and you know, you just they, need money. You know, I know Bill plays singles too. But Bill plays doubles. You know they all love doubles. They oh, all love yeah. tennis. And that would be a cool thing. Right. Just yeah. start a little. You know, I know, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy uh, from Baylor. He, he's helping the oh, college. Heard. Heard. Mark Heard. Heard from yes. uh, Oracle. Oracle. Yeah, right. the Cal- yeah he's, he's, yeah. he's trying to help college tennis out. And so you got to have somebody like that that maybe Mark Heard's Champions, the guy. Yeah. Maybe we call Mark Heard. Hey, Mark, yeah. you know, if, if you're listening, you know. You know, call call us. We want to talk to you about a doubles, mixed doubles idea. Maybe we've got. the two of us. You know, as we we're promoters. Yeah, we're promoters, and we'll play the fifty and overs. You know, at the net. We'll have at the net tour. <laughs> I love it. At the net. Yeah, everybody wants that. This yeah. is how ideas start. Right. Napkins and revolution and microphones on a podcast. That's it. Yeah, yeah the revolution. Let's take it to the masses. I love it. All right, all right. Anything else that you want to spitball on tonight? I think we've done. Uh, what's your game? We've done the get off my lawn. We've done all five sets with uh, with a, a great time and a lot of enjoyment from both of us. So thank you, yep. folks at home. I hope you had a good time. 
Uh, Craig, we, we always uh, always have a great time. So yeah. let's let's get to the dismount, right? Let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening to season one, episode eleven of At the Net podcast. Be sure to tell a friend or friends as we like your peeps, and hopefully they'll like us. And that's the tennis news as it seems to us. Thank Good evening you, from Dallas, Texas. Have a great night, everybody.